lot of pride in the program. The ability's there. Each play matters. The goal's 15-0 here, knowing that we're going to be the most physical players on the football field. A lot of great coaches, a lot of great fan bases, a lot of great schools. Where Upper Cumberland legends are born and raised. They're doing things the right way on and off the field. Where traditions are passed down. They're doing it because they love the guy next to them. Where every Friday night, it's a race of champions. Expect to win. When you look at our team, you see a bunch of kids that play hard. It just boils down to the commitment to excellence that we have every day. This is the UC Sports Nation Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. Here from Billy C. Rogers Stadium on the campus of Upperman High School here in Baxter, Tennessee, it's Bees Football, presented by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. The undefeated 12-0 Upperman Bees are hosting the 11-1 Macon County Tigers. Both Region 4 teams ready to square off. Good evening. I'm Devin Hope here with Coach Wes Shanks. Coach, we got ourselves a big-time playoff game between two division or two region rivals. Excuse me. What are you expecting to see here in this? playoff matchup. Well, I'm super excited. This is the second matchup between the Smaking County Tigers and your Upperman Bees Class 4A, Region 4A matchup here in the TSSAA quarterfinals. Only eight teams remaining in Class 4A. There's only one loss between these two teams and 23 wins. Tonight, there's going to be a second loss. Who's it going to be? Upperman or is it going to be Macon County? This time, it's at Baxter here at Upperman High School for the Bees. Uh, first time Macon County's traveled to Upperman this season. So it's going to be a dynamic game. It's going to be a hard-fought game, a lot of physicality, and some big-time names with a Bronston Chaffin at Upperman High School, sophomore standout quarterback, and Gabe Borders from Macon County, a two-time Mr. Football finalist. And so that, this is what you get when you get playoff football. The cream starts to rise to the top, and now it's just mano y mano. Let's put some helmets together. We are in the Elite Eight now, so get ready for some exciting high school football here in the Upper Cumberland. Tonight, it's going to be the Tigers and the Bees. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Making improvements for your home team? Don't force a delay in gameplay. Call before you dig. Know what's below. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas urges you to call 811 at least three business days before your home project to have your gas lines marked. Even landscaping or fencing can cause damage. Remember, no one wants a penalty. Call 811 before you dig to avoid damage or injury to you or someone else. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Fueling the Upper Cumberland. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. For a while, your grass isn't growing, but you know one thing, that will not last. Soon, mowing season will return, and Gentry's Power Equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment so the blades are sharp, the engine's tweaked, and things will run smoothly all through 24. Maybe it's time for a new Xmark mower. Right now, Gentry's is offering up to $500 in instant rebates on select models, 0% for 54 months on select models. Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road. Rogue Cookville. 
Practice here, game day there, you never have any time. So stop at the place that's always on time. On the way, a crispy, salty snack, ice-cold drinks to cool off after practice. Get your team and your ride fueled at On the Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On the Way. Get snacks, fill up the mom taxi at On the Way, 859 West Jackson across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On the Way. Always on time for your team. Numbers are for game stats and scores, not people. If you'd rather do business with a neighbor who knows you than a big bank from who knows where, but you still want technology, convenience, and know-how at your fingertips, then One Bank of Tennessee is the one bank for you. Their mobile banking lets you transfer funds, pay bills, make deposits, and more right from your device. So you can bank safely at home, in the stands, or wherever life takes you. Download the One Bank TN mobile app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Senior Liam Perry, Wings fans, senior, and uh, Liam, what do you play? I play clarinet. Okay, we've had several clarinet players. What do you love about the clarinet? Well, uh, originally I was going to be a percussionist, and I swapped the clarinet because there was too many in fifth grade uh, for percussionists, and uh, I thought it looked cool, and it was. It's, it was a little tough. I had like a broken clarinet for the first like three years, so I was, and I didn't know, so I thought it was terrible. Not fantastic now still, but... This is pretty good. But finding out you have a broken one really changes some expectations. Yeah, it was terrible. It, what it, was wrong with it? If you didn't notice, what was going on? It's like a couldn't play like a B natural or something. I was it was just literally just a B natural. I thought I just couldn't play it at all, but no, the key was just broken. I can't remember. You, you just literally thought it. I just this one note is impossible. I wasn't a super fantastic player in middle school. I I broke like three mouthpieces. Wasn't great. Dang, you were ru- you're rough on the instrument yeah. there. Yeah, uh, our middle school band director has a thing over his desk in his office called the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. It's just tons of broken saxophone and clarinet mouthpieces. <laughs> just a ton of mouth. Yeah, I'm up there three times. Wow, yeah. that's got to be a record or something. Definitely, maybe not something to brag about, but you know. <laughs> maybe that's something. Fair enough. Fair enough. What is the one thing you'd love to accomplish in your senior year? That I would love to accomplish in my senior year. Uh, in band. Or out of the band, either one. Well, in marching band, I want to make sure that our current rookies, and especially the two clarinet rookies that we have this year, want to keep doing this and that they have fun and that they're excited and they get through this heat wave or whatever. I mean, it's a lot better than last year, that's for sure. Way better than last year. Yeah, but as long as they're excited, you know, having fun, connecting with everybody, making new friends, learning music, loving music, then... It's fine with me. What's the best part of band camp? Before we get into marching season and all band of that, camp. Uh, is that I think the uh, band week, band camp? I think the fifteen minute water break we just took was pretty great. <laughs> um, Sixty second gush and goes, the five minute water breaks. Uh, but besides the water breaks, um, I don't know. Uh, I think sometimes we do random things are just fun like the band directors and all the other directors and staff members they always say random little jokes like <laughs> stuff they wanted to put on t-shirts and things like that they didn't but <laughs> but it was always it's always funny when people crack jokes like that but we still keep pushing gotta on. stay focused yeah absolutely what besides band what do you love to do besides band yeah what well, do you love to do outside of it well in the music department I'm still a big music guy so I I play like guitar a bunch sometimes and things like that Try not to get too ahead of myself. Is that something you'd love to major in at the next level, some form of music? 
some form of music, at least a minor degree in it, yes. If, if, you, if you don't major in it, what would you love to major in and minor in music? Not quite sure yet. I have a couple thoughts about it. Got to figure it out by the end of this year. That's, <laughs> that's for one, yeah. That's for sure. UC Sports Nation. Covering the frontier of games across the region. UC Sports Nation tonight. Powered by Frontier Chevrolet. Find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. Highway 111, just outside Livingston. I'm Jake Wallman, and the quarterfinals have arrived. York will go on the road for the first time this postseason. They travel three and a half hours east past Knoxville to Hampton High School. Dragons head coach Derwin Wright discussed why chartering a bus felt necessary. Well, everybody knows the school bus are not designed for comfort. Uh, so, you know, a charter bus, you got a lot nicer seats to sit in. It's going to be a smoother ride. Uh, and, uh, you know, we just, uh, man, that's why we've got to look at it. We've just got to relax on the ride up and uh, then once we get there and, and, and get get our legs under walk out on the football field and play hard two hours you know uh, let things fall the way they fall but uh, just got to get ready you know today and tomorrow that's, today is a big big part of our preparation we got to get ready for it and uh, you know again they, they, they bring a lot at you they're going to they're going to test the offensive line as far as pass protection and things like that. He went on to discuss what the Dragons emphasized this week in practice. Well, we've got a, you know, our emphasis this week is definitely going to be on the O-line and D-line. Both groups uh, have to do a good job for us. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've got, we've got, obviously, always on the back end, we've got to have a great night. Uh we're definitely, you know, we've survived two weeks here without throwing the ball hardly at all. We've got to, we've got to be able to throw the ball. So we've got to spend some time working on our pass protection. Of course, Coach Wright was clear. York can play a great game and still have a fight on their hands. He previewed what makes Hampton such a tough opponent. Well, they're very aggressive defensively. Run a 6-2, really get after you. It's uh, done a lot, you know, and uh, they, they come after you. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, quarterback throws the ball really well. They, they, they get in a power eye and come at you, but you stop it a few times, they can spread it. He can throw it well. Number 12, their tailback, got to stop him. He's a good runner. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're hard nosed up front. You know, you get to this point, it's called a lead eight for a reason. Every team's, uh, you know, a solid football team. Elsewhere, Gordonsville will try to defeat South Pittsburgh at the pit in back-to-back years. Smith County plays host to East Robertson, while Macon is here tonight at Upperman. Scores throughout the night and a full wrap-up tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. The High School Playbook on Rock 93.7. For Around UC Sports Nation tonight, I'm Jake Wallman. Every team loves to win, and the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your newer pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston, Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the 
backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why the property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. When injuries stop the game, skip the ER. Visit Tier 1 Urgent Care. 335 West Spring Street, Cookville. Dr. Derek Worley, fellowship trained, board certified in sports medicine. He and your medical team are ready at the Tier 1 Urgent Care. Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Saturday, 8 to noon. Don't let sore shoulders stop your tennis game. Knee pain stop your walking routine. Get state-of-the-art care close to home. Tier 1 Orthopedics. Stop the game and make the call. The holidays are a great time for family and friends to gather and enjoy each other's company. Let's face it, with more people in the home, that also means more devices. More devices mean more demand for your internet bandwidth. With Twin Lakes Fiber Network, your broadband will have the capability it needs to keep up with all of your family needs. No buffering, no lag time, and no missed Black Friday deals. Prepare for the holidays and give Twin Lakes a call at 800-644-8582 to sign up for fast and reliable broadband today. case you haven't seen Macon County since week three so what in your mind as you've kind of watched film and really started to prepare uh, for Macon County Friday night what in your mind is the area in which they have grown uh, or, or shifted the most since you guys saw them on the road in week three yeah um you know we, we've seen them periodically on film you know uh, against our region teams um you know they've they've been some of the the trade copies that we've looked at. And so, you know, we've, we've kind of kept up with their progress. Um, I would say, especially the last two ball games, um, they look like they're just uh, playing with some uh, supreme, supreme confidence. And, uh, you know, they're executing at a real high level. There, there's no, um, it looks like there's no uncertainty when when they're playing offense or defense and special teams, um, which is a tribute to their coaches getting them prepared. Um, but it also speaks to the you know the the ability that their players have, and um, and they they've got really good players. You know, one of them has been a two-time miss. Coach, you were talking there about a uh, three-time or excuse me, two-time Mr. Football finalist in, in, in Gay Borders talking about how difficult uh, Macon County can be and, and how disciplined they were. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I was talking about their, their defense, how they, they, they're all trying to get to the football. Um, you know, they're all trying to play physical. It's very impressive. You know, that, that's kind of the thing that jumps out is, is just how hard they play on the defensive side of the ball. And then offensively, they got a really dynamic uh, scheme. Um, you know, Coach Shoulders uh, has about, it seems like, you know, 20 different offenses that he, um, you know, combines into one. And he's got playmakers. You know, the quarterback does a good job of of ball handling, and, and he'll keep the ball on the back door if you're not careful. And they've got some 
you know, they got a good screen game. They've got a, you know, obviously a wing T deal. They've got a shotgun package. He's got a read package. It's uh, it's a lot to deal with. I was telling my son uh, last night. It's just it's hard to um, get y'all prepared for everything that they can possibly do. And so, uh, it, it, you know, it's a quality opponent. It's exactly what you think you would be seeing in a quarterfinal round. Um, and and they've just been really, really impressive on film over the last two weeks. What's in your heart? Providing kids a chance to learn and grow. Helping an Upper Cumberland Fire Department protect your home. Keeping our history alive. Just a few cents every month from your heart to the heart of our community. UCEMC Cares. From Upper Cumberland Electric Membership. Sign up to be a UCEMC Cares partner. And every month, your electric bill gets rounded up to the nearest dollar. And those extra few cents help fund local programs of the heart across the Upper Cumberland. What's in your heart? It's not about D.C. It's not about Nashville. It's the happenings right here. The UC Now app. The News Talk 94.1 News team covers your world. Baxter, Smithville, Jamestown. Instant reporting. No subscription required. The UC Now app. Available for your Apple or Android device. Never wait for the paper to arrive again. Get the news now. The UC Now app. Powered by Jason Lewis Automotive. The UC Now app. Where hometown is all you see. Getting set for kickoff around UC Sports Nation. Quarterfinals are upon us as York makes a three-plus-hour trek past Knoxville, well east to Hampton High. Elsewhere, Smith County hosts East Robertson and Gordonsville. Tries to make it two years in a row, eliminating South Pitt at the pit, making County trying to get revenge here tonight at Upperman. Semifinal berths on the line. As we continue from Billy C. Rogers Stadium, time for Coach Wes Shanks to tell us what will power an Upperman win tonight, presented by Upper Cumberland Electric Membership Corporation. Coach? Well, this Adam Kane uh, coach team for Upperman High School, they have depth with Bronson Chaffin, the quarterback, uh, number 21, Ethan Polk, the junior running back, has had an outstanding season. He's rushed for over 1,300 yards. Bronson Chaffin's uh, almost eclipsed that 1,200-yard mark through the air and 900 on the ground. So as a team, they've collected 38 total TDs, and Chaffin and Polk are half of those. So those two guys have to come out to a great start. But Macon County also has someone that can match that same athleticism in Gabe Borders. This is his second consecutive year being nominated for Mr. Football finalist in Class A, and he will touch the ball 77, or has already this season, touched the ball 77% of the time for the offense for Macon County. So you know who's going to get the ball. You know what they're going to try to do with it. Can you stop him? So that's our first key right there, those two guys. Next is with this wing T offense of Macon County and this running depth with Upperman, who can control the trenches? The linemen, the guys up front, the big nasties. Who is going to be able to push them around and, and do what they will? Because when you open up these uh, running lanes, both Upperman has some depth that can have between Collins, between Chaffin, between Park, you name it, they can run through those. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, you've got the Macon County wing T, and they are a high-speed, fast-paced wing T. 
That's right, a fast-paced wing tee. Typically, you slow the ball down. But with this offense, they run it so well, the speed of which they get lined up on the ball and run that wing tee creates a lot of confusion from your defenses. Can Upperman, with their physicality, slow that offense down? And last, you lose, you go home. Who's going to have – everybody, there's going to be so many arranged emotions. We remember at the, uh, the game that we had in uh, week three, there was a lot of emotions at the end of that ball game. I promise you, Macon County Tigers remember that. Upper men's ready to host a chance to move on to the semifinals. Who's going to be able to ride the high of those emotions and execute their game plans that Coach Adam Kane and uh, Coach Kyle Shoulders, respectively, were making can execute? It's the UCEMC Keys to the Game. Visit UCEMC.com and find out how your extra change can support UCEMC Cares and community organizations across the Upper Cumberland. Tonight's game day forecast calls for light rain at the beginning of the game. However, after that, a cool, clear night, 56 degrees at kickoff time. And very little wind tonight, uh, or and the wind, yes, very little wind tonight. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Reminding you to call before you dig. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Stand by. Kickoff is next. When you're looking for help getting after your goals, it's good to have someone to block and tackle for you. Folks around here have counted on One Bank of Tennessee for over 120 years. Being a One Bank of Tennessee customer feels like having your own on-call financial guide, because you do. One who believes banking should be easy to understand and easy to do, in person or online. Find them at OneBankTN.com or meet them neighbor to neighbor at a branch near you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. For a while, your grass isn't growing, but you know one thing, that will not last. Soon, mowing season will return, and Gentry's Power Equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment so the blades are sharp, the engine's tweaked, and things will run smoothly all through 24. Maybe it's time for a new Xmark mower. Right now, Gentry's is offering up to $500 in instant rebates on select models. 0% for 54 months on select models. Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road. Cookville. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. W284DR Cookville. WKXDHD3 Monterey. Sports Radio Baxter. Baxter's wearing the black jerseys, white pants, white helmets. We're making counties going all white. And you got the cowbells, you got the yellow, the growl towels. I couldn't be more hyped up about it. This is 
Very, very exciting. And I remember this is a full circle moment for me, partner, because my first ever game working with Stonecom here was this matchup. Let's go all the way back to week three in Lafayette, Tennessee. It was a hard-nosed, hard-hitting, tough defensive battle over at Macon County High School in Tiger Stadium. The Bees came away with a 14-7 victory. So for people to think that this game won't be close, they're wrong because these are two incredible football teams here. And that game was over two and a half months ago. That was September 1st. Here we are, November 17th. Uh, like we said in the pregame, there are there's 23 wins and only one loss between these two teams right now. And so that one team is going to have to lose. One team is going to get to win and move on to the semifinals of this TWAA playoffs. It's going to be an exciting matchup. We've already talked about the quarterbacks, the specific player personnel, in the trenches, the physicality we're expecting, the wing team versus the versatile offense. This game is going to have everything. Everybody from Macon County, Lafayette is here. Everybody from West Putnam, even the rest of Putnam County and City of Baxter are here to witness this exciting moment. And this is an incredible rivalry between these two schools, especially in girls basketball. They're very competitive. And all other sports and football, they remain to be staying together and staying competitive. The crowd is getting loud here in Baxter as they kick it off to the Macon County Tigers. Tigers field it cleanly. They got past the 20. He slips and goes down at around the 25-yard line. They might mark him down a little bit shorter. That is Gabe Borders, the superstar player, two-time Mr. Football finalist returning it. I think he slipped a little bit before the 25, so they're, it's somewhere in between the 20 and the 25 to start their first drive. And I'm intrigued. You know, there's been a little rain, a little mist. It's kind of lightened up right now, but how is that going to affect this game? Looks like it already has on the first play. A little slip, kind of slid down with one knee hitting. Let's see how this offense goes. They're in the wing tee now, sending number 15 out in motion. They're going to hand off to number four off the off the left side, and he gets a minimal gain. That was Bradley Crawford, a guy to keep your eye on throughout this game. Gets the first carry. It'll be it'll be second and seven now after a three yard gain from Crawford when he went off tackle. Macon County's opening drive here, and I'm not expecting a huge amount of points in this one. No, it's, you know, like you said, 14-7 last game. Uh, these guys have been scoring a lot against their opponents with Upperman going 41-28 uh, versus Red Bank in uh, Loudoun County. Uh, Macon County did the same with uh, East Ridge and Stone Memorial, 56-28. So there could be some points, but with these two defenses, I doubt it. And now they're going to, oh, it's not quite flag sure what field. happened. Yeah, there's a flag there. Looked like they maybe wanted to give it to Gabe Borders, who was going in motion, and it's actually a delay of game. So the crowd already a factor here in Baxter, Tennessee. That's going to back up Macon County a few yards. And, of course, you already talked about it a little bit, the wing T offense. That's a you know typical option uh, offense. Gives that quarterback multiple ways, fullback, halfbacks, uh, ways to run up the middle, uh, on the edges. The difference is this Macon County offense is so dynamic with it, so quick and so fast-paced, it's even a higher-level offense. And now second down. They got it to Borders going around the edge, going around the right side, trying to get around the edge, and he's wrapped up by number 10 right out of bounds. 
for Upperman. That's Branson Turnbow, one of the better athletes on the field here for the Upperman defense. And we also mentioned before Gabe Borders, your two-time Mr. Football finalist. He's, he's touched the ball 77% of the time for Macon County's offense this season. I would expect nothing less than for him to touch eight out of ten times tonight, if not more than that, because he's that special of a player. And it's third and four. Third and four on the Macon County 30-yard line. Can the Tigers pick it up? Number 18 drops back, hands up to Borders, right up the middle. Borders has some space. He's dragging defenders past the 35 and easily picks up a Macon County first down. Yeah, tough run right there. Carmine Phillips with a good tackle. Ran through two to three of the Upperman front. You know, this game's got to be about physicality. Upperman has it. Macon County has it. Who's going to be able to force their will? Two minutes already gone by in this first quarter. I kind of correlate this game, if you're Upperman, with White County a little bit. They've got a uh, – with Tripp Pinion, he was a, a standout, going to get the ball 80% of the time. Key on Gabe Borders in that Macon County and make someone else beat you if you're the Upperman beast. And here we go, Gammon back, hands it off to Crawford. Crawford taken down. Immediately he just gets back to the line of scrimmage. There'll be a second and long coming up for the Tigers. Now that's actually number four right there, Macon County Tigers – uh, Zach Borders, which is Gabe Borders' twin brother, also a dynamic athlete. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, I think by uh, you're right. My numbers are wrong there. I had Bradley Crawford on at number four, but you're right, Zach and, Borders. And he's uh, he's been banged up recently, but just as good of an athlete as his brother, which is, again, another way they're dynamic there, the Macon County offense. Well, now it's second and eight, just under nine minutes remaining. Gammon sends Gabe Borders in motion, fakes the handoff to him, hands it up the middle, and there isn't much room there. The Bees' defense comes up strong, so it's going to be a third and eight. Yeah, both teams' game plan is to stay in front of the chains, right? You can't have these third and longs. You need to gain three-plus yards per play. These defenses are not going to allow that, so I, I don't know what to expect with these special teams tonight, punting, field goal kicking, whatever it may be, but that's going to be put some pressure on the third phase of these football games with the special teams. Third and six. They gave them a couple yards. Third and six for the Tigers. Gammon under center. Pitches it back to number zero. He's following his blockers, and he gets close to the first down marker. He had a lot of blockers out in front as he went to the left side. It's going to be just short. It looks like it's going to be a fourth and a yard. Fourth and one right here on the Upperman 47. This is one of those, if you're the wing tee, like I said, special teams. What are you comfortable with if you're Coach Kyle Shoulders? Do you feel comfortable with your kicking game, flipping the field, or do you feel comfortable with Mr. Football Finalist? Borders try to get one yard for your team. Now let's find out. Fourth and short. They hand it off. A scrum in the middle. It's close to the line. It's going to be close. It's right at it. There's a scrum. Quarterback sneak. Both oh. officials coming from the sidelines right at the yard to gain. I think the Tigers probably have it, but we'll see what they say here. And they've got it. A first down for Macon County. That was close right there. By half a ball. By half a ball right there. 
That's what it's going to take. That's probably what it's going to come down to in this game between two incredible teams. Tigers 11-1, Bees 12-0. I mean, this, this is a big-time matchup here in the Upper Cumberland. So, you know, the TWAA, once you get to the semi, or the, excuse me, the uh, quarterfinals, you move to that seven-referee team. And now they hand it off to the younger boarders, and he bursts right through for another huge first down. That is... Uh, that is Zach Borders there getting right through because of a huge gain. Yeah, there's another a, first down. Getting through the gaps there, getting that wing tee. They're going to find those holes. They're going to put pressure on that defensive front of Upperman. You're going to need someone like a Clayton Harris to stop the ball, get in front, take now, on two to three guys, and put pressure on their offensive front. So now the ball is on Upperman's 40-yard line as the Macon County Tigers moving right down the field. They send Zach in motion. They hand it off to the zero, and he fumbles it. Upperman looks like they may have got on it, and they do. The Upperman Bees with a huge fumble, and they're going to take over at their own 40-yard line. Biggest moment of the game right there. You know, six minutes, 26 seconds to go in this first quarter. Uh, I I didn't see who it was, but there was a linebacker coming in hot put his shoulder right on the football. Again, a little moisture in the air on the field. Ball slipped out. It looked like a black jersey fell on it. Big play right there. First turnover of this game. And now we'll see Bronston Chaffin and this Upperman Bees offense on the field here. And, and, you know, turnovers, that is a huge, huge moment in this one. The fumble at around six and a half minutes remaining in the first quarter. Any turnover in playoff football, is a critical turnover. You know, this again, this we've talked about this may come down to a one-score ball game. It could be one possession. And so now Chaffin is going to keep it himself. He fakes the handoff to number one. It gets taken down hard after a four-yard run. And like you've mentioned, so 6.26 to remain before that ball was snapped. So they've taken plenty of time with that wing tee offense it, this could be a game that takes about an hour and a half. You know, the, the, it may feel the longest at halftime. Uh, but it's one of those games where ball control is going to be a must. Uh, who can maintain or contain that one big play? And now it's second and seven for the Upperman Bees. Got two receivers to the near side. Chaffin's going to throw it out to Carmine Phillips. He's got a blocker. He gets past the 50 with a juke move down to the 45, and he's taken down close to the 40-yard line. Nice move for, for Carmine Phillips, and that's a big Upperman B's first down. A little one receiver, Cam Bush on this side. Carmine Phillips in motion behind in the backfield, catches the ball. One tackler in front of him, Gabe Borders, makes that man miss, makes a second man miss uh, for a good game. That was very shifty from Carmine Phillips. Put on a couple of nice juke moves there. Gets down at around the 43-yard line of the Macon County Tigers. So already Upperman quickly in Macon County territory. Now they're lining up. And the referee's going to blow this one dead. Looks like Upperman's taking a timeout. They had a little time getting you some uh, slow time getting a play in right there. Coach Kane decides to... After a good first down, take a moment and uh, sell his team down. All right, timeout on the field. It is Macon County 0 and Upperman 0. 
Ready for the unexpected. The pros at Cookville Regionals Urgent Care. The uh-ohs and oh-nos can happen any time of the day. Cookville Regional Medical Center understands this. That's why they've expanded their urgent care hours. Now serving you 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Monday through Sunday. They even offer imaging services so you can bypass the ER. 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Seven days a week. Cookville Regional Medical Center. Ready for the unexpected. It's the way we care. Five minutes and five seconds remaining in the first quarter. The Upperman Bees first and ten on Macon County's 43-yard line. Chaffin is going to hand off to number one with a nice spin move. He goes up to the near side. There he goes. He's breaking away. He's got space. Ten, five, Upperman touchdown. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Number one, is that Jackson Rollins? Jackson Rollins. He he went off to the far side, hit a couple of tacklers. He does a nice spin move. Then he gets to the near side. Chaffin's in front. He's got lots of blockers in front. And he's got breakaway speed. It gets all the way to the end zone. Man's coming off of a a, a torn ACL last season. Missed the entire season. Finally getting his legs back under him to the old Jackson Rollins from two seasons ago. Makes a cut, like you just said. Comes back all the way across the field. Bronson Chaffin's even out there blocking for him. There's the first big play of the ball game. And now Stanfield on the extra point, and it's good. So with four minutes and 54 seconds remaining in the first quarter off of a Macon County fumble, it is Upperman 7 and Macon County 0. For a while, your grass isn't growing, but you know one thing, that will not last. Soon, mowing season will return, and Gentry's Power Equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment so the blades are sharp, the engine's tweaked, and things will run smoothly all through 24. Maybe it's time for a new Xmark mower. Right now, Gentry's is offering up to $500 in instant rebates on select models, 0% for 54 months on select models. Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road. Cookville. What an exciting play from Jackson Rollins there. He get a nice spin move and he took it to the house, coach. I, that was, you know, play going to the right hand side, uh, end around, and with this wet surface, was still able to plant his left foot, little spin move, and come back to the near side, hit the sideline, and outrun two or three defenders. Upperman kicks it back off to Macon County, now up seven to nothing. Gabe Borders fields it cleanly. He's got a couple of blockers, and he gets down to around the 25-yard line, just puts the pads down, runs into a couple of defenders, and pushes his way to the 25. Makes contact with a defender at the 20, and then still has enough about it to get to the 25-yard line. Just a tough, hard-nosed runner. Just a reminder, a wrap-up of this game and all the Friday night action is going to be Saturday morning at 9, live from Chick-fil-A, the high school playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, live on the Rock 93.7. First two big plays of the game, a fumble, turnover uh, turnover fumble, then a long touchdown run. Let's see how Megan County responds. Gammons pitches it back to Zach Borders, and there isn't much there. Looks like it gets back to around the line of scrimmage. Long ways he had to run just to get back to the line, and so it'll be second and ten. And we'll take a note right here. There's you know four minutes, forty seconds to uh, go in this first quarter. Let's see how long this drive goes for Macon County. How they can you know control the clock if they continue to get those first downs. Can they keep that Upperman defense on the field to try to wear them down? Four twenty remaining in the first quarter, and it's second and nine on their own twenty-six yard line. Macon County trying to recover from a turnover on their last drive. All bunched up at the line. 
Gammons fakes the handoff to the far side, hands it off up the middle, and there is nothing there. It's going to be third and nine. And it's kind of hard for us to even see who's making these tackles because there's four and five defenders bunched up in the in the trenches there. So kudos to the old upper mid line, upper mid line backers. They're just team swarm tackling, pun intended there. Exactly like a swarm of bees on the line there. It's going to be third and ten, three and a half minutes remaining in the first quarter. Gammons under center. Luke Gammons. Is going to pass it, throws it out to the flats, and he's got number eight for a first down on a nice comeback route. He found Kellen Heyer. You had one receiver to the near side here. That was excellent timing from Cowan and Borders there. The ball was out of Borders' hand before he even broke out of his cut. Made a great cut with this slick surface. Even uh, Branson Turnbow was in the right spot in the right time but just a, a well-executed play to get that first down. Yeah, I believe there's a quarterback, Luke Gammon, dropped back through it, found Kellen Wire as he came back for the ball. Turnbow was in coverage. Really good offensive play from the Tigers. Now it's first and 10 on their own 38-yard line, just under three minutes to play. Gammons is going to drop back to pass again, but here comes Clayton Harris. Harris <laughs> is all over him, and it's a sack for the Upperman Bees. There he is. Now that's if there's a... a collegiate athlete on this field. It's big Clayton Harris. That's his 10th sack of the season. He leads the team with nine coming into the ball game. He is so tough to contain, taking two and three defenders in most cases. That time, shrugged him off and in pursuit was able to get Gammons. Clayton Harris, he completely beat the tackle and Gammons didn't have much that he could possibly do. So it's second and 18 back on their own 29-yard line. 2.15 left to play. Here's Gammon under center. Luke Gammon sends Gabe Borders in motion. He's going to hand off to him. There is a flag on the play as Borders gets past the 35. Gets dragged down by a couple of defenders on the 40, but we'll see what this flag is. You got Walt Kane, Jackson Rollins, Branson Turnbow again. Three guys to their one. Good swarm, good team tackling. Uh, and then, of course, that's without even having the yellow flag on the ground. And the yellow flag does look like it's going to be against Macon County. That's going to back him up even further. Strive not really going as planned. No, we mentioned that at the very beginning of the game is, you know, staying in front of the tra- in chains, staying in front of the chains. When you start having penalties or loss of yardage plays, then all of a sudden that second and six or second and seven becomes a second 13. Then that third and 14 becomes that, or excuse me, third and five becomes third and 14. Those are very unmanageable situations, especially for an offense that doesn't typically air the ball out. So now it is two minutes remaining. Second and 26 to go. Let's see what Macon County can do. Back on their own 24-yard line. Crowd's getting into this one. Gammon. Back to pass, throws it to Gabe Borders. He's got a screen set up, makes one man miss. Still going to get tackled at around the line of scrimmage. So it's going to be third and a mile here with a minute and a half remaining in the first quarter. I feel like that was Ian Cox and Elijah Bullock right there on the second go around. You've got Ken Bush who leads the team in tackles. Uh, he, he's actually come on. You know, Jackson Rollins, the safety, was up there in tackles. You've got Walt Kane as a sophomore who stepped up this season. But your senior, Cam Bush, has had an excellent last 
uh, three to four weeks of this season and has r risen in numbers all over the field. Approaching one minute remaining in the first quarter. Third and 24 for the Tigers. Here goes Gammon. Roll out. Looking downfield. Throws it to Gabe Borders, and he doesn't get much. He makes the catch, but is shoved out just past his 30-yard line. So it's still going to be a fourth and very long. And that's a good conservative play by both squads. Good pass play to gain some confidence with Gammons there on the offensive side. Good containment by Jackson Rollins, not letting him, Gabe Borders get behind you, keeping it in front, and then forcing him out of bounds, knowing he's still got 10, 15 yards to go for the uh, first down marker. So now the Macon County Tigers are going to punt this one away as the first quarter is winding down. And the punt is off. Bounces past the 35, past the 30, and rolls to around the 25. There is a flag. Could be roughing the punter of some kind, though. Now, the punt, there was four guys coming at him right there. They almost blocked that punt. Then you got Clayton Harris coming around the end, tries to block it, kind of, uh, you know, nonchalantly runs into it, uh, wasn't really rushing. Punter did a really good job of keeping that leg up in the air. He has to be able to get that foot down. The white cap is going to, def you know, defend and protect that punter. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bees fans do not agree with it, and that's going to be a, I believe that's 15 yards, maybe even an automatic first down. I believe that's what the referee signaled. Now we'll see. Is he going to point? Yep, first down. It is an automatic first down for the Macon County Tigers, so that is a huge, huge mistake for the Upperman Bees. That, that's basically like the fumble that uh, Macon County had, but that penalty is massive. Now the Tigers have it on their own 48. Gammon is going to keep it. He's going to get past midfield, uses a stiff arm, runs into a defender, gets down to around the 45-yard line. So that's a good pickup on the first down, and we'll see if they get another playoff in this first quarter as it winds down. And you don't see that much. Gammon was you know, pulling that ball back to himself and not giving it to Borders, and it fooled not only – uh, us it fooled the upperman defense. They might have missed a hold call on the end. They were able to get seven yards, but I wouldn't expect that to work all night. So it's going to be second and three when we come back. The first quarter has come to an end. It is Upperman seven and Macon County zero. Late night practices, burning the midnight oil to be the best. Quick weeknight dinners after practice, memorizing all those index cards and drills, then doing it all again the next day. No one ever said being a champion's easy, but that win makes it worth it. Fueling your dreams, fueling your life. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, the most affordable option to heat your home or business. Safer for the environment than any other fossil fuel or electricity. Call 833-GET-MTNG. 833-GET-MTNG. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, fueling the Upper Cumberland. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Practice here, game day there, you never have any time. So stop at the place that's always on time. On the way, a crispy salty snack, ice cold drinks to cool off after practice. Get your team and your ride fueled at On the Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On the Way. Get snacks, fill up the mom taxi at On the Way, 859 West Jackson across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On the Way. Always on time for your team. And I saw that the second quarter. Ball's right in front of us. I saw that. 
the uh, center kind of hitched the snap. And so once he kind of pump faked it, that definitely was the reason for the false start. Absolutely. And so they have to back up a little bit. Five yards. And that takes that second and three now to a second and seven. Again, got to stay in front of the chains. That was one minor mistake. Can Macon County overcome that mistake? Second and seven at around midfield for the Macon County Tigers. Luke Gammon going to hand off to Zach Borders. There goes Borders around the edge. He's got some space, and he's going to pick up a first down there. Zach Borders, turns out he can do a lot as well, just like his brother. Yeah, you're seeing a lot of uh, lateral movement there, a lot of speed on that Macon County team. They're trying to get to the ends, force these upperman DBs to come up, and that's what, you know, football there. Bring them up, bring them up, and so they can get up one chance over the top. So trying to stay dynamic if you're Macon County because upperman knows they're going to run it, just which direction. First and 10, 11 minutes, 51 seconds remaining in the second quarter because they ran out of bounds there, stopped the clock. Ball on upperman's 38-yard line. Gammon going to hand it off up the middle to Zach Borders, fighting through, pushing the pile close to the 30-yard line. Good I believe push. it's a gain of at least five yards. That's a good push by the Macon County front, getting some uh, front on or push on that line. Now they've, you know, they're seeing some positive yards here and make a second and four. Second and four to go here for the Macon County Tigers ball on the 32-yard line of Upperman. Crowd trying to get loud now. One receiver to the near side. Gammon. Hands up to Zach Borders again. Gets stumbles up close to the line of scrimmage. Maybe gains a yard or two as he spins forward. And this is both teams' 13th game. You know, we're here in late November football. Your conditioning, everything you've done from spring ball in April through the summer, June, July, August, the dog days of summer, all the first part of Who's more conditioned? Who can hang in there for four quarters of physical 4A football? Third and two. Everybody on the line of scrimmage now. Ball on the 30-yard line. They're going to snap it direct back to Gamets. Quarterback keeper fights off a couple of defenders. Gets down to around the 20, close to the 20-yard line. A huge run from Luke Gamets. He only needed two, and he got a lot more than that. And you're starting to see the pace of this wing T offense for Macon County. They run it quickly. Typically your wing tee are the more manageable, slow down the game a little bit, get your play. But they're a quick wing tee offense. They get on the ball, know what they want to accomplish, know what they want to do, and it's tough for a defense to get lined up. First and ten, ball in Upperman's 21-yard line, approaching ten minutes to go in the second quarter. Gammon going to hand off to Borders. There goes Gabe Borders right up the middle. He's got breakaway speed, and he's in the end zone for a touchdown. Zach Borders, excuse me, Zach Borders. That was Zach Borders running right up the middle, the brother of Gabe Borders, and he had breakaway speed all the way, all the way up the middle there. Great cut. I mean, you saw that. That was a great uh, drive, if you will, for Macon County. The big penalty from Upperman led to that, but Macon County executes, takes advantage of Upperman's misplay on that penalty and gets six. And Zach Borders was fantastic on that entire drive. Now the extra point is good. So this game here, partner, is tied. 
10 minutes remaining in the second quarter. It is Macon County 7 and Upperman 7. At Tier 1 Urgent Care, performance and efficiency drive our practice. If you have joint pain, back pain, or have sustained a sprain or fracture, come see Tier 1 Urgent Care. Skip the ER and see Dr. Derek Worley. Fellowship trained, board certified in sports medicine. Tier 1 Urgent Care, 335 West Spring Street. Walk in Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, Saturday, 8 to noon. Performance and efficiency to serve the needs of our growing community. Tier 1 Urgent Care. This is your Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. I'm Devin Hoke here with my partner, Coach Wes Shanks. And, Coach, this game has absolutely lived up to the hype. Ten minutes to go in the second quarter. We've got a 7-7 ball game. I mean, on the ground, uh, you, your athletes, Macon County's done a tremendous job of getting other guys involved, not named Zach Borders, and it's it's been, uh, excuse me, Gay Borders, uh, and it's creating some some matchup issues with Upperman's defense. And that was Zach Borders that had the huge run there. Now they're kicking it off to Upperman. Fielded cleanly. And Turnbow gets past the 25. He makes a nice move. Another juke move. And gets taken down out of bounds at around the 30. Maybe a little bit of extracurriculars. Nothing called, however. So it'll be first and 10 for Upperman at around their own 30-yard line. Branson Turnbow, your multi-star athlete here at Upperman High School, makes two to three juke moves, trying to get to the end. They stay in their lanes. Macon County does. Tries to grab him by the waist as he tries to push or throw him out out of bounds, falls. And that slingshot is kind of what some Upperman fans and even the coaching staff was yelling for it too much after the play. The referee did not see it that way. So it's first and 10 on their own 29-yard line. 9.51 remaining in the second quarter. Let's see what Bronson Chaffin, Ethan Polk, and this Upperman offense can do. Direct snap to Chaffin. He's going to keep it for a solid gain. There he gets past the 30, close to the 35. Polk actually went on as a blocker. Chaffin, I think he picks up around four or five yards on that run. Good play. A lot of movement laterally shifting right there. Big man got six yards but he also took a big hit right there just under the chin. So you, you don't want your quarterback taking those kind of hits, but at the same time, not everybody's quarterback is 6'1", 185 pounds either. Second and six to go. Nine minutes and 15 seconds remaining in the second quarter. A ball on their own 33-yard line for the Upperman Bees. Bronson Chaffin's going to hand off to Ethan Polk. First time we've called his name. He gets right through. Nice stiff arm. Huge first down as he gets past the 40 and has swung down right before the 45-yard line. And that's a guy that Upperman, it, it seems to me over all the games we've watched this season, Ethan Polk is not the initial rush taker. They wait and bring him along in that second, third, fourth quarter, and, man, does he not get rolling when it happens too. But he's not the first one out the gate that likes to touch the ball. I think that's Coach Kane's and that coaching staff's way of saying, hey, we're going to kind of show off our dynamic players, our athletes, but we're going to save our best for last. I agree with that. I think they save Polk for when the defense has already hit a little bit, and then they can really wear him down. First and 10, 8 minutes, 30 seconds remaining in the second quarter. Chaffin back to pass. Throws to the near sideline. It's caught by Cam Bush, and he fights off one defender. Taken down close to the 35-yard line of Macon County and Upperman. Three, or a couple of first downs. 
and they're moving this football very well down the field. Coach. And that's just a heck of a play by a high school quarterback. Guy, the 6'4", 185-pound quarterback in, in uh, Chaffin rolls to his right, waits until the leading receiver, Cam Bush, opens up on that eight-yard turnaround. He's had 23 receptions down the year, eclipsing 250 yards. So he's one of those, let's call it a, uh, you know, reception-happy receiver that when, when the guys need five yards, he's available. So now it's first and ten on Macon County's 37-yard line, just under eight minutes to go in this second quarter. Chaffin's going to hand off to Polk. He cuts up the middle, and he's shoving forward. And he gets down at around the 35-yard line, so maybe just a couple yards there. And it almost has the feel from both of these physical lines that if you can just stop each running back to only two or three yards, that's a win. I mean, that, that's how tough these running backs and these athletes are. So it's going to be second and eight, ball on the 35, maybe the 34-yard line for the Upperman Bees. Having a nice drive here, two huge first downs, really moving the ball well. Chaffin is going to keep it all the way. He's got blockers in front, but he slips down, doesn't gain a whole lot. Maybe makes this third and four. Yeah, did try to make a uh, cut from right to left. Right foot slipped out, fell forward three more yards. And so time's running under that seven-minute range here in the second quarter. Upperman with a good three-minute-plus drive going, similar to what Macon County has been doing with their drives as well. So it's going to be a third and five for the Upperman Bees. About getting close to midway through this second quarter. It will be around six minutes and 30 seconds the next time they snap the football. Macon County's defense getting all set up. Upperman's got Branson Turnbow to the near side. They're going to hand it off to Ethan Polk. Right up the middle, he's got a huge hole. Gets past the 25 and is taken down. And that's another huge Upperman first down. I mean, that's pretty vanilla. Give it to Polk and let him run up for seven, eight yards. But that has worked for 12 games this season. I mean, it has been effective. It has been exciting to watch because he headhunts. That, if there's anything that just reminds me of 2023 Bees football, it's that play right there. And it's first and 10 on the 23-yard line of Macon County. Just under six minutes to go as Chaffin's going to hand off to Polk again. But this time, Tigers are in the backfield, but Polk gets away from it, gets just past the line of scrimmage, picks up a couple of yards. Isaiah Cates, the senior defensive lineman, was in the backfield. Looked like he had for a two- to three-yard loss, and somehow a running back slips out of that to gain yardage instead of tackle for a loss. Yeah, somehow Polk got away for that. I thought for sure Ethan Polk was going to get taken down there, but he manages to escape and actually picks up four yards on that play, shockingly. We get close to five minutes remaining in this second quarter. It's second and six ball on Macon County's 19-yard line. And you say shockingly, but he just does that so consistently, just always gains yards. And now Chaffin, high snap. He's going to keep it himself, fakes the handle. He runs right into number four, but lowers the shoulder, gets close to another upperman first down. Yeah, again, I think I said 6'1 earlier. He's a 6'4", 180-pounder. That's not somebody you really want to go head-to-head with on the end there if you're uh, number four, Zach Borders. And it is exactly six yards, so it's going to be first and ten on Macon County's 13-yard line. And, yeah, the guy who just scored the touchdown for the Tigers, Zach Borders, met uh, Bronson Chaffin, and 
Chaffin ended up winning that battle as he lowered the shoulder, got the first down. Clock still running, got four and a half to go. That's right, just under four and a half minutes remaining, first and ten. And there is a flag on the play, could be on Upperman, but we'll see. False start, Bees, so they'll be backed up five yards. So it'll be first and 15 on the 18-yard line, four minutes, 20 seconds remaining in the second quarter. And that seems like it's not that big of a deal because there's only first and 10, now you're 15. But with this defense, that isn't significant because now you're three and four plays of Paul getting four and five yards. That's still not a first down. That is true. And now there's four minutes remaining in the second quarter. First and 15, Chaffin. Going to fake the handoff to Paul. He's going to go right up the middle again, dragging a couple of defenders. He gets about half of the yardage they needed right there. And that was a good keeper right there. Again, the read pass option RPOs for Upperman. That get, Chaffin has so many uh, available options, decides to keep it. If he gets through that second line of linebackers, he's got a touchdown. But that Macon County does a good job. Had two guys right in the middle which limited that to only about a four- or five-yard game. I almost felt like if he gave it to Polk, he would have had a lot of space on the outside there, but you know, tough to judge in that moment. That's, Sec- that's what the quarterback's reading, you know, where that end is. Second and 11, Chaffin's going to hand off to Carmine Phillips, who's looking for some space, falls forward, maybe gets about a yard or two, so it's going to be a third and I'd say nine with three minutes to go in the second quarter. And just like with the wing T offense for Macon, that's kind of more designed. We know who's going to receive the ball. With the RPOs for Upperman, they're leaning on that quarterback to read the defensive end, and if he cuts down and goes towards the middle, then he gives it to the running back to go wide. If the defensive end holds wide, he holds the ball and goes up the middle. If he wants to see something over the top, he can step back and throw that too. So that you're putting a lot of responsibility on your sophomore standout. So now it's third and eight, two and a half minutes remaining in the second quarter. Ball on Macon County's 11-yard line, and right as Upperman is snapping the ball, Macon County takes a timeout. And Coach, uh, you know, Coach Kyle Shoulders saw something there he didn't like on a third and critical eight, wanted to make sure here winding down the second quarter that he had everything uh, lined up perfectly. Timeout on the field. Upperman driving down there. It is Macon County 7 and Upperman 7. Numbers are for game stats and scores, not people. If you'd rather do business with a neighbor who knows you than a big bank from who knows where, but you still want technology, convenience, and know-how at your fingertips, then One Bank of Tennessee is the one bank for you. Their mobile banking lets you transfer funds, pay bills, make deposits, and more right from your device. So you can bank safely at home, in the stands, or wherever life takes you. Download the One Bank TN mobile app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender on sports radio 104.7 the middle tennessee natural gas game of the week it has lived up to the hype macon county took a timeout to try to slow down upperman it's now third and eight on macon county's 11 yard line 226 remaining in the first half let's hit a couple scores around here york institute at hampton 50 to 6 right now in the third quarter and the winner of this game will face the winner of the Anderson County-Greenville game, which Greenville 14, Anderson County 10. Yeah, Anderson County and Greenville is a great one, just like ours here. Chaffin has the ball, looking downfield, throws it, and it's almost intercepted. 
He tried to step up into that throw. However, it is incomplete. Zach Borders almost had it, but it's still going to be a fourth and eight with two minutes, 20 seconds remaining in the first half. That was your backyard football play. I'm sure it was designed where the guy just rolls out, tries to make something happen. We've seen that with Bronson Chaffin. Not really be successful much this year, but he's such an athlete. Tries to roll to his right, waits till somebody comes up at the last second, does the old flip over, the old Tim Tebow. It was not there. Almost a big-time turnover, but now they got a field goal opportunity. So now Stanfill with the field goal here, going to try to put Upperman back in the lead. Stanfill's kick is right through a perfect field goal kick. So a nice drive for the Upperman Bees ends in a score. And with two minutes and 16 seconds remaining in the first half, it is Macon County 7 and Upperman 10. Making improvements for your home team? Don't force a delay in gameplay. Call before you dig. Know what's below. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas urges you to call 811 at least three business days before your home project to have your gas lines marked. Even landscaping or fencing can cause damage. Remember, no one wants a penalty. Call 811 before you dig to avoid damage or injury to you or someone else. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Fueling the Upper Cumberland. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Two minutes and 16 seconds remaining in the first half. Upperman just kicked a field goal to take a 10-7 lead. Now Stanfield is going to kick it off back to the Macon County Tigers. That was a uh, well-executed kick, one of the best field goals I've seen from Stanfield all year. Timing was great. Uh, hold snap was both well. Uh, a 25-yard kick right through the middle. That's got to be some confidence for Stanfield and your coaching staff to now know that you had that in your pocket late in this ballgame. And Stanfield looked like he could have kicked it about 40 yards, honestly, and he kicks this one off, and it is dropped by Macon County. They're going to end up on top of it, but only at their own 25-yard line. It's a shame for the Tigers because if it was fielded cleanly, not by a usual returner, though, but if it was fielded cleanly, he had some space. However, he fumbles it, two Tigers jump on it, and they're going to start at their own 25-yard line. And we've seen a few plays tonight, especially the first one of the ball game, the rain, the moisture out here. It's been drizzling on and off since about dark. And so wonder how much of these run offense, run happy offense, that's going to affect. And it is very humid out as well, so that doesn't help either. Two minutes, 13 seconds remaining. Big hit. Macon County hands it off the middle and doesn't get much there. My goodness, they were swarmed by bees once again right at the line of scrimmage. Hard-nosed runner Ethan Park. he's also a hard-nosed tackler, comes off the end as a linebacker there, was untouched and was able to get the running back for Macon County for a minimal gain, almost a loss. And that was Zach Borders again, who strangely enough, we've seen way more of Zach Borders than we've seen of Gabe Borders so far in this game. But it's been effective. It has been. Zach Borders has a long touchdown run to justify it as well. Now Gammon is going to hand off to Zach Borders again, who's got some space, and he's tripped up, gets down to around the 35-yard line, but that could have been dangerous for the Bees. And that's what we've seen with these two teams get together. You know, it's a very compact game. There's two or three big plays by both teams by the end of the fourth quarters. That could have been one, limited it to eight yards. But we've also seen two big plays already. Uh, one by Collins and one by Borders. So. And now it is third and two. 
One minute remaining in the first half as Macon County's on their own 34-yard line. Gammon, quarterback keeper all the way. He's got some blockers. He makes a nice juke move, and he's easily got the first down. Gets past the 40, close to the 45-yard line before he's taken down. And, and Macon County has a big first down. Clock stopped temporarily, but now it's moving under 50 seconds. And so Macon County has a very fast-paced wing tee offense, but at the same time, Upperman has to be able to get set up. It's clear they're getting on the ball. They're being effective, snapping it quickly. Upperman's not been ready for them. I don't understand this. They could have taken a timeout there, but they are running very low on time. Now 20 seconds remaining in the first half, only on their own 43. Gammon back to pass, throws it deep, looking for Gabe Borders. He's got a perfect pass. Borders gets down, dragging defenders. He fumbles the football. Upperman gets it. Turnbow has it. Turnbow running down, out of bounds, and that is going to prevent a Macon wow. County threat. There is a flag on the play, but that was a huge, huge play. We'll see what this flag is, though. Wow. I mean, you, you saw that set up. You made a comment about it. You can't believe what they're doing. They were just setting up that long pass play. They knew that their, their best player on the end. It was one-on-one -on -one coverage with Carmine Phillips and Gabe Borders. Perfectly thrown ball. Great reception. You've got Branson turnover coming from the far side. Meets him after the 50-yard pass play. Stand him up. And as he's trying to gain those extra yards to get into the end zone, Turnbow rips the ball out. Gains it, takes it back for 25, 30 yards, uh, and that's just a tremendous play. Probably kept at some points off the board oh, for Macon County. Absolutely, because Macon County was going to be down at around close to the five, in between the five and the ten yard line. They and with four seconds left, they could have kicked a field goal and tied the game. It could, it really should be ten to ten heading into halftime without that fumble. And that's something you got to pay attention for because we mentioned it earlier. They run heavy, run wide, run wide left, run wide right, run up the middle, run this, run that. They are setting them up to go over the top, and hopefully there's no safety there. Well, that time the safety crashed down. There was nobody over the top, and so it was very effective play. So that's going to be a illegal blindside hit uh, from the defense. So the Bees will have it just on their own 10-yard line, four seconds left in the half. I assume they'll just do a safe running play or, or something like if that. If I'm them, I'll take a knee right here. Yeah. There's no reason to do anything. Uh, you've got a couple guys that can outrun some of these, but there, there's nothing to do here for you take You take advantage of that one turnover there and go into the half up 10-7. to seven. And that's exactly what happens. Chaffin gets the ball. He takes a knee, and we've reached halftime here on the Middle Tennessee Natural Gas game of the week on sports radio 104.7 it is a great one so don't go anywhere as we've got halftime it is macon county seven and upperman 10 this is the uc sports nation game of the week on sports radio 104.7 powered by middle tennessee natural gas tonight's game sponsored by cookville regional state-of-the-art care right here at home Cookville Regional. It's the way we care. By the property company. The home you've always wanted. Your family's special place. Let the property company go to work for your dream. On the way. Jackson Street at Buffalo Valley Road, Cookville. It's on the way. By One Bank. And by AL Plumbing. The plumber who does it right. 
A&L Plumbing. Hi, this is Marvin Long, your local Twin Lakes Business Solutions Consultant. The holidays are an especially busy time for many businesses, and that makes fast and reliable internet more important than ever. With Twin Lakes, your business can have broadband speeds up to 10 gig. That's 10,000 megabits per second. And we can customize solutions for voice, video conferencing, and more, making your busiest time your best time. Give me a call at 931-476-2151 to learn more or visit TwinLakes.net. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company. Proud supporters of our local athletes. Numbers are for game stats and scores, not people. If you'd rather do business with a neighbor who knows you than a big bank from who knows where, but you still want technology, convenience, and know-how at your fingertips, then One Bank of Tennessee is the one bank for you. Their mobile banking lets you transfer funds, pay bills, make deposits, and more right from your device. So you can bank safely at home, in the stands, or wherever life takes you. Download the One Bank TN mobile app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender practice here game day there you never have any time so stop at the place that's always on time on the way a crispy salty snack ice cold drinks to cool off after practice get your team and your ride fueled at on the way 859 west jackson street when life empties your tank fill up at on the way get snacks fill up the mom taxi at on the way 859 west jackson across from the funeral home easy in and out before you hit the road or after that next practice hit on the way always on time for your team The Tier 1 Halftime Report begins now. Board-certified sports medicine physicians to get you back in action. Don't let that shoulder or knee injury keep you on the sidelines. Call Tier 1. It's the Tier 1 Halftime Report on Sports Radio 104.7, live from Billy C. Rogers Stadium. And we've got a defensive game so far, guys. What else would you expect between these two elite defenses? Right now it's Macon County 7 and Upperman 10. And how did we get here? Well, checking the Frontier Chevrolet UC Sports Nation scoreboard, it was the Upperman Bees that ended up getting on the board first, but not before a Macon County High School fumble on their opening drive. The Tigers had a really good drive, but with 6.26 remaining in the first quarter, they fumbled the ball in Upperman territory, and then Upperman gets the ball later, just under five minutes to go in the first quarter. Jackson Rollins takes it 40 yards to the house. A 40-yard touchdown, spin move, breakaway speed, gone. Extra point is good. Bees are up 7 to nothing. Then, after that, uh, after that in the second quarter, it is uh, Zach Borders who ends up taking over this game. We expect to see a lot of Gabe Borders this game. However, Zach Borders has been extremely effective. And during the second quarter, He broke off a 22-yard touchdown run right up the middle. He's been difficult to contain. 
Gammon makes the extra point, and then we've got a 7-7 ball game late in the second quarter. The Upperman Bees get within field goal range around a 25-yard, 29-yard field goal for Sebastian Stanfill. Perfect setup. He nails it, gives the Bees a 10-7 lead. Then, right after that, the Macon County Tigers have the ball. Luke Gammon with little time left, throws a deep pass. He hits Zach Borders deep down the field. He's running down, gets double-team tackled, and fumbles the ball himself, forced by Branson Turnbow, who picks it up, returns it a little ways. Four seconds left, they take a knee and decide to go into halftime with a 10-7 lead, but that protects a likely score from Macon County. Stop by the Frontier Chevrolet Highway 111 between Cookville and Livingston when your team is ready for a new or pre-owned vehicle. This is the Tier 1 Halftime Report. Halftime Report. What's in your heart? Providing kids a chance to learn and grow. Helping an Upper Cumberland Fire Department protect your home. Keeping our history alive. Just a few cents every month from your heart to the heart of our community. UCEMC Cares. From Upper Cumberland Electric Membership. Sign up to be a UCEMC Cares partner. And every month, your electric bill gets rounded up to the nearest dollar. And those extra few cents help fund local programs of the heart across the Upper Cumberland. What's in your heart? In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. Uh, all right, checking in on the first key first half stats with one bank. Coach, what have we got here? Man, you look at Macon County versus Upper McCann. We knew this was going to be a run-heavy game. Macon County has had 23 rushes for 117 yards. Upper men only 11 rushes but for 90 yards. Macon County has nine first downs compared to Upper men's six. Macon County's only thrown four times, has four completions. Upper men's thrown three times with two completions. But the biggest factor, biggest difference, is Macon County has two fumbles lost with Upperman no turnovers. Macon County's had four penalties for 42 yards, Upperman two for 22. The biggest was the punt fourth down running to the kicker that allowed for the extent of a, uh, the second set of downs for Macon County that led to a touchdown. We move on down. The third down conversions, uh, four for six if you're Macon County. One for three for Upperman. Macon County has been two for two on fourth down conversions where Upperman has been 0 for 1. Now, Upperman does have the one field goal. Macon County doesn't have one. And Upperman does have the one sack from Clayton Harris. Clayton Harris. Time of possession. We knew that was going to be big. 13 minutes and 6 seconds for Macon County. Only 6 minutes and 39 seconds for Upperman. And here's your passing leaders. Borders with, uh, excuse me, rushing leaders, Borders with 10 rushes, 
68 yards, and, and that's going to be Zach Borders. Gabe Borders has three for 26. For Upperman, Jackson Rollins, one rush, 43 yards, pretty efficient there, and a touchdown. Ethan Polk has five for 26. Bronston Chaffin has five for 19. Passing leaders, again, Gammon for Macon County, four for four, uh, 70 yards passing, especially a 50-yard pass play on that last play before half. Bronston Chaffin, two for three for only 33 yards. Receiving leaders, Gabe Borders, three receptions, 57 yards. On Upperman's side of the ball, you've got Cam Bush, one for 20, and Carmine Phillips, one for 13. Again, Sebastian Stanfield, one for one on uh, field goal attempts. And between that, let's get on into our around the uh, Upper Cumberland stats, or excuse me, around the Scores, Upper Cumberland yeah. score updates. And obviously the, win- the score for our game, just a reminder real quick, Upperman 10, Macon County 7. Now here we are in the Class 4A, Region 4A game. This winner will face the Region 3A winner of Anderson County, 17, Greenville, 21, late in the third quarter. Greenville, a 10-0 ball club, looking to get to the uh, state championship, state semifinals game. Anderson County upset Elizabethan last week. We'll stay in Region 1, York Institute in AA, 56, Hampton, 6. So looking like York is going to move on to that semifinals round in the fourth quarter. Oakland, 35, Riverdale, 0. Of course, Riverdale uh, topping Cookville in last week's uh, quarterfinal game. East Robertson, which East Robertson, 28, Smith County, 0. Again, those guys are in the Trousdale, Jackson County, Monterey region. Uh, East Robertson will go on to play York if the score holds true. Gordonsville, 0. South Pittsburgh, 28 in your single-A competition. And Marshall County, again, uh, another 4A matchup on the west side of Tennessee. Marshall County, 10. Pearl Cone, who is 12-0, 14. So they've been the top-ranked team all year with Upperman being number two uh, this season. And those are your scores around the Upper Cumberland and across the state here in the state playoffs of T-Loves to Belay. Yeah, and, and one other fascinating game for me. I mean, these two teams playing in my hometown, Ravenwood and Brentwood, that is an epic rivalry. It's 14-10 to 10 Ravenwood, which is shocking. But that's a look at some of the scores around the Upper Cumberland, and that's a look at the stats from One Bank. The One Bank for all your financial needs. Here at Upperman High School with Caden Shanks getting set to sign his NLI. And i got to be honest with you, it's really tough not to say NIL. I don't know who came up with those acronyms. But either way, your NLI to Lipscomb. Uh, just first and foremost, just what does it mean to you to get to play at the college level, to get to continue your career? Uh, it means a whole lot to me. Um, I mean, I've been doing this my whole life pretty much ever since I was a little kid. So it's a, it's a big moment for me for sure. And getting to stay local, what did that mean to you, to get to go play for a really good program in Lipscomb but also get to stay, you know, kind of in the greater Nashville area? It's a, it's a lot better than going out of state, you know, um, get to be like an hour away from home and come home, see my family every once in a while. So it's good. So then comes the question that I think every recruit ever gets asked, why Lipscomb? Why ultimately was it Lipscomb that you decided to uh, – to, to give yourself to next year? Um, 
most definitely because, I mean, it felt like more like home when I visited there. I mean, the coaching staff was great. Um, and because that's where I got the best offer, too. And so I got the most money and uh, good people there. <laughs> That'll certainly make the difference, no doubt, Caden. Uh, before we let you go, obviously, uh, I know there's a whole lot of thank yous that you're going to have. Uh, who are some people that you want to make sure uh, get a whole lot of credit for uh, for you being able to, you know, have this opportunity? Yeah, I definitely want to thank God first. Um, I want to thank my mom and dad. I wouldn't be able to do it without them. And um, I want to thank Matt Wilson. He was a First baseball coach I ever had, uh, for the young guns, actually. He's what got it all started for me. And uh, I want to thank Coach Shanks. I want to thank my teammates, my players, everybody else. So The second half in minutes. This is the Tier 1 Halftime Report. For a while, your grass isn't growing. But you know one thing, that will not last. Soon, mowing season will return, and Gentry's power equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment so the blades are sharp, the engine's tweaked, and things will run smoothly all through 24. Maybe it's time for a new Xmark mower. Right now, Gentry's is offering up to $500 in instant rebates on select models, 0% for 54 months on select models. Gentry's power equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road, Cookville. Every team loves to win, and the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your newer pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston, Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. As the next Titans game approaches, we look at the storylines ahead. It's Titans Preview with game day host Rhett Bryant and Titans Radio's head coach Dave McGinnis. The Titans head to Everbank Stadium to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars this Sunday. Titans radio coverage begins at 11 Central, noon Eastern with Farm Bureau Health Plan's Titans Countdown. Kickoff set for officially at 12.02 Central, 1.02 Eastern with Mike Keith, the voice of the Titans, and this man, Coach Dave McGinnis. Coach Mack, um, you know, the thing about the Jaguars to begin with is they were terrible for a long time. You always bring that up, and you always talk about how many draft picks they acquired, and they should be good. They're 6-3. and three. They lead the AFC South Division. And what's, uh, what's really crazy is they're still the same basic personnel that they were when the Titans lost to them in Week 18 to, to take that division crown. Not a lot of change in moving parts because they have a franchise quarterback. They've got a running back. We're going to discuss the weapons and certainly on defense. But um, th- this this team, when these two meet, it's, it's always crazy uh, how this thing lines up because it's a division game. Well, I think it always has been. I mean, going all the way, you know, back to, to Jeff Fisher and the three wins that, that put him in the championship game, you know, down there. I mean, it's just, it's always been, you know, when they came into, they came into the league and then came into the, the, the same division as, as, as the Titans. It's, it's always, it's always been a fight. And, and they, they, they were good before when Tom Coughlin was there. And then all of a sudden it's like the ebbs and flows of the National Football League, Rhett. I mean, they're, you know, they, they went downhill. They, they weren't very stable at the, at the, 
head coach situation since then, which always destabilizes a, you know, a program. And then, you know, they had several general managers and made some bad choices. But then they got it stabilized. And if you're bad enough, and which they were, you know, for in, in just recently, then you're going to draft in the top five uh, in every round in the draft. And after a while, I mean, just, uh, you know, the odds are going to be on your side. And they, they've collected some really good players. And, and, and Trevor Lawrence was the guy that, that finally, you know, when they were bad enough to get the number one pick, they pick a franchise quarterback. He was derailed his uh, rookie year because, again, uh, incompetency in at, at the head coaching situation. Once they got that 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 set up, that settled, and all of a sudden now, you know, we're we're seeing that uh, they've got good personnel. They're playing well. They're well coached, and so uh, they're they're leading this division right now. And they've earned all of those wins uh, with the people they have. And Jack, Trevor Lawrence, uh, it's kind of an odd year for him in terms of. His touchdown to interception ratio has been strange. Nine touchdowns to six picks already. And of course, some of that has been inflated due to the lopsided loss they had last Sunday against the 49ers, 34 to three. They had four turnovers in that game. But Trevor Lawrence has distributed the ball well in this. He already has 200 completions, Mac, and his top four receivers. Nearly every one of them has at least 30 catches, and certainly it leads the clubhouse with the tight end, Evan Ingram, who has been a problem for the Titans before. 55 catches for 446. He's a top three receiver right now in the league in terms of catches, uh, receiving yards, and then 300 of that 446 has been after the catch. Halftime coverage continues. Powered by Tier 1. Late night practices, burning the midnight oil to be the best. Quick weeknight dinners after practice, memorizing all those index cards and drills, then doing it all again the next day. No one ever said being a champion's easy, but that win makes it worth it. Fueling your dreams, fueling your life. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, the most affordable option to heat your home or business. Safer for the environment than any other fossil fuel or electricity. Call 833-GET-MTNG. 833-GET-MTNG. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, fueling the Upper Cumberland. Numbers are for game stats and scores, not people. If you'd rather do business with a neighbor who knows you than a big bank from who knows where, but you still want technology, convenience, and know-how at your fingertips, then One Bank of Tennessee is the one bank for you. Their mobile banking lets you transfer funds, pay bills, make deposits, and more right from your device. So you can bank safely at home, in the stands, or wherever life takes you. Download the One Bank TN mobile app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender it's game time is a sports injury holding you back tier one orthopedics and neurosurgical institute provides state-of-the-art care close to home board certified sports medicine physicians to get you back in action don't let that shoulder or knee injury keep you on the sidelines tier one will find and correct the source of your pain getting you back to the field court or golf course stop the game and make the call 526-9518 tier one orthopedics tier one urgent care visit t1institute.com now, the news that impacts your life is as close as your device. The UC Now app. Where hometown news is all you see. From Sparta, Jamestown, Livingston, Gainesboro. Hometown is all you see. UC Now. Available for Android or Apple. No more waiting for the newspaper to arrive. Get the news that matters on your device. On your schedule. UC Now. Powered by Jason Lewis Automotive. UC Now. now. Download. Now, the UC Sports Nation Game of the Week, powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas.
we are back on the Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. I'm Devin Hoke here with my partner, Coach Wes Shanks here, and uh, we've got some scores to look at. Here, just a quick update. It is final. York Institute has gone on the road and defeated Hampton in the quarterfinal 56-13. to And... Other big score, Anderson County on the road against Greenville, who's undefeated. Greenville is up 28-17 to early in the fourth quarter over Anderson County, so that one's still relatively close. Let's take a look at some of these other scores here. Oakland now up 42 to nothing over Riverdale. East Robertson now up 35 to nothing over Smith County as they get close to halftime. And South Pittsburgh is up 28 to nothing over Gordonsville all in that region three. Obviously the score of our game at halftime is Upperman 10, Macon County 7. It's been a great game so far. Heck of a game. And and, and you know, we talk let's talk about this game for a little bit. We came into this ball game, keys to the play were Bronson Chaffin and Gabe Borders. Well there's been a lot of Bronson Chaffin. There's been some Ethan Park, there's been some Jackson Rollins. On the other side, there's been some gay borders. There's been more Zach borders. There's been more uh, Luke Gammon. And so 77% of the time before this game, 77% of the offense came from Gabe borders. And right now, I don't have the number in front of me, but it's more like 25 to 30%. So Macon County's offense has done a great job of spreading it around, which, again, you're going lateral left and right as far as those run, that wing T offense, which they are moving very quickly, and that's what the, the fans have to understand here. They're getting on the ball quick. Upperman's having a hard time setting themselves up, getting set up, and so there's been some misconfusion uh, because of that. But that's been really effective for them to go over the top. and Had an unfortunate fumble after a 50-yard bomb, which should have led to points on the board. But those things are some keys that we didn't see coming. Now, we it has been physical. Like I mentioned earlier, every one- or two-yard gain seems like a win for the defensive line. And so the physicality, we're going to see in the third and fourth quarter, who's getting wore down because I'm getting wore down just watching them. <laughs> And then, you know, that wing T versus Ethan Park. We haven't seen as much of Ethan Park as I feel like we're going to see in these next two quarters. It's going to be a barn burner. It's going to be a a dog eat. It's going to be a battle, absolute physical battle for the winner to move on to the semifinals. And and you mentioned Ethan Park. I absolutely agree because as we've seen from Upperman all season long, he takes over the second half. He's kind of like Derrick Henry in that way. They're taking over as a second-half player. However, Gabe Borders, I wonder if we haven't seen as much of him as we're about to see in this second half either. Maybe they were saving him a little bit. It is a super close game. He made the fantastic catch towards the end of the first half, however, fumbled it. And those two fumbles are so huge for Macon County because their first fumble, they were going down the field. They had chance to score there, fumbled it. At the end of the first half, they could have kicked a field goal to tie it up, fumbled it. That could come back to bite them. And that first one, like you said, that fumble led to seven points for Upperman. That second fumble took away points from them. Now, on the other end, Upperman had a big 15-yard penalty on a fourth-down punt play, which caused this, which gave Macon County another set of downs, which they scored on. So that was, in That's essence, true. a... Uh, turnover as well. So there's been a couple big plays, and let's see 
how they can uh, you know manage these third and fourth quarters. And with the those Tigers kick it off back to the bees. It is fielded cleanly by Turnbow. Turnbow dancing it around his own 25, takes a hit, lowers the shoulder, and gets down close to the 30-yard line for where the Upperman Bees will start off. And now this stadium here in Baxter, it is absolutely packed. Macon County brought the whole uh, Lafayette community with them. Upperman's got the same over here from Baxter. I mean, they're, they're lined up sideways everywhere on the fence lines, but it's one of those now. There's an emotional high when you come into a playoff game at home, a playoff game on the road. Everything's on the line. Who can manage coming back from that high emotion that first and second quarter and manage their emotions this third and fourth quarter and come and execute the game plan and those strategies? You're right. The Macon County visiting side, that, those, th- there's not enough space over there for all of them. And now Chaffin, he's going to hand off to Ethan Polk right in the middle, and he doesn't gain much, just maybe gains a yard on that opening play for the Bees. Looked like Isaiah Cates, number 65 for Macon County in the backfield. Great job on that defensive front for Macon. And so it'll be second and nine, ball on their own 31-yard line, 11 and a half minutes remaining in the third quarter. And both of these teams are have been run heavy. We saw the time of possession uh, earlier and that's going to be something that's going to kind of dictate the pace of this game and dictate the score. Who can run the ball and just run that clock down? Because if we look at the you know time of possession, it was 13.06 for Macon and 6 minutes and 39 seconds for Upperman. So they dominated possession, but they don't dominate. They're not taking over on the score. And I think that is because of those turnovers, they had those, those two fumbles. Again, could come back to bite the Tigers here, but let's see. Second and nine. Not sure why it's taking them a second. A little bit of a clock up. issue. All right. A little bit of a clock issue. Looks like it is resolved now. Now the clocks are moving. Play clock and game clock. Chaffin gets the ball. Draws back to pass. Looking downfield. Still looking. Still scanning the field. Now he's scrambling. Still keeping his eyes downfield. Throws it. Dangerous pass. Looks like it is incomplete as he threw it to the far side, so it's going to be third and nine. That's about the most time I've seen a quarterback have all season here in 4A. He set back for eight, nine, ten seconds and finally rolled out. So great job by the uh, the offensive front for the Bees. Uh, receivers went downfield and had to work their way back to Bronson Chaffin, and just unfortunate they were still unable to make a connection. So it'll be third and nine. Now the referees are having some kind of discussion here right around where the ball is spotted, trying to discuss whether the receiver for the Bees maybe caught it perhaps. No, there's a a placement of the ball. They're trying to figure it down, something like that. you got to remember that as of last week, you know, typically high school football has five officials on the field. Once they get into the second round of the playoffs, they have enough officials, they go to a seven-man crew. This organization, you know, not sure which affiliation they're coming from, but so this is not uh, an organization that typically officiates the Upper Cumberland football, and so they're trying to, you know, figure this game out as far as seven-man positioning where they're all looking. So it's kind of a little bit complicated. So now it's third and nine, ball in their own 31-yard line, 11 minutes remaining in the third quarter. Chaffin. Rolls out, throws downfield, hits Cam Bush, and that is going to be the line to gain for the first down. He gets out, out of bounds just past the sticks. That was just a smooth play. That looked like a collegiate pass play there. 
Bronson Chaffin rolls out to his right. Just a nice, comfortable three, four-step rollout. You got Cam Bush who leads the team in receptions with 23. I mean, at the, you know, one yard to go before he hits the sideline and comfortably catches it, drags one foot. That's all you've got to have in high school football and uses his hands. I mean, at one yard past the first down marker, that was just a great play and nonchalant great play. Yeah, they made it look easy there. It's a first and 10 ball on their own 42-yard line. Chaffin, back to pass. No, he's going to hand off to Polk. Delayed give, goes right up the middle and picks up about four yards. Yep. First contact, he was, you know, two yards downfield. By the time he stopped, he's got five yards on the play. So now 10-40 remaining in the third quarter. It's going to be a second and about six, I believe. Ball is on the 40. The ball is on the 47-yard line. I wish I had the yak for Ethan Paul yards after contact because I promise you as many yards as he has carrying the ball, he's probably got half as many of those, you know, after contact. Such a hard runner. Now you've now got another official here who's uh, looking for some stoppage, checking some tape, checking some, uh, uh, checking some hands out. Uh, not quite sure why they grabbed uh, – Bronston Chaffin, and, or no, excuse me, they grabbed, um, sorry, they I know, grabbed another player, I believe. Is that I know uh, Baxter fans here, and if there's one thing that referee doesn't want to do, he wants to rile them up, he wants to get out of here. And they hand off to Polk, huge hit. Polk goes barreling forward and picks up the first down, though. That's three times in a row the officials have kind of slowed down the pace, stopped for a check-in. You know, that, that's, that's things that don't need to happen in a playoff game. Uh, let the two teams go at it. If there's something to be, be said to the coaches, go to the coaches and get that figured out. But that's a great run right there, slowly moving the chains. Feels like they've had the ball for six to seven minutes, but there's only been two minutes run off this clock. Ten minutes to go in the third quarter. A new set of downs. First down for the Upperman Bees as they've crossed the midfield line and they're in Bacon County territory. All lined up in the line of scrimmage. Direct snap back to Chaffin, and there isn't much space there. He's going to lose a few yards. Swarmed by number zero, number 56, and number four for Macon County. Yeah, designed a quarterback rush to the right side on that play, and just Macon County read that. They had seen that on the film. You could just tell. That was, that was clear. They had the, the, the front on that one pushing to the left-hand side. Bronson Chaffin had nowhere to go. Austin Barton, a senior, six foot four, two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, I'd say he'd be able to take down Bronson Chaffin there. That's a matchup there. Now, Chaffin doesn't have a size advantage. Now you've gotten yourself behind the chains. So now it's a second and thirteen, fourteen instead of that second and second or seven. And now there's a false start on top of that, just making it even worse for the Upperman Bees here. So that's going to back them up, make it second and eighteen. And on their got, own 45-yard line. And a lot of that is credit to the Macon County defense. They have a quick shift right before the timing of the snap, and that's to kind of move to wherever their coaches feel like the ball's going to for their advantage. And sometimes that quick jump movement laterally is drawing a offensive uh, lineman offsides. So just under nine minutes to go in this third quarter. This is Upperman's opening drive. Taking off a good amount of time here to begin. Second and 18 ball on their own 45-yard line. High snap. Chaffin's going to hand off to Polk. He's swallowed up right around the line of scrimmage. And is the is the ball loose? Is that what's going on? No. They just swallowed him up, and he gained maybe a yard on that play. You know, Upperman faking the end around, trying to get horizontal, and then 
gives the ball to Pock up the middle. Going to have to get a little more, uh, you know, aggressive on the play call when you got second and 15 or 14. Now you're, again, a yard loss there, third and 16. Doesn't set yourself up for success. So now you know you're thinking about punting after this one. So either go deep or a conservative play here at midfield. Eight minutes to go in the third quarter. Third and long for the Bees back to their own 48. Chaffin throwing it deep. He's got Turnbow. Perfect pass over there the shoulder. Is. Wow. Branson Turnbow. And there you go, number 10, Branson Turnbow, just a stud athlete. You either go deep or do a conservative play. The coaching staff went aggressive, and he just blew right past them. Perfect ball by Bronson Chaffin. Wow, that was amazing. And just under eight minutes to go. I mean, that pass by Chaffin was absolutely perfect. And Turnbow just right over the shoulder, right in his hands. And that's a beautiful touchdown pass between the two. And now Stanfield sets up for an extra point. Such a difficult play to catch that ball over your shoulder. Branson Turnbow did a tremendous job by tracking it through the air. And the extra point is nearly blocked, but it goes through. And so the Upper Mid Bees, a big-time play in their seven minutes and 54 seconds remaining in the third quarter. It is Macon County 7 and Upperman 17. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why the property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. Here in Baxter, Tennessee, a packed house here at Billy C. Rogers Stadium on both sides. The upper men's side is completely packed, and the Macon County visiting side is so packed that they don't even have enough, nearly enough space on the bleachers for all those fans. All of Lafayette, Tennessee has come here to Baxter. However, is the Bees up 17-7, and the kick is a bad kickoff, and that's going to be a flag, so Macon County is going to have really good field position to start their first drive of the second half. Look like Stanford right there just kind of whiffed on that one, try to kick it deep left and just was unable to uh, make good contact with the ball. That's going to give Macon County a good field position after a tremendous turn of events here for Upper Midwest. We were at third and 15 on the Macon County, or excuse me, on the Upperman 45. You're thinking Macon County is going to be conservative. You know, we're going to punt the next down. They air the ball out, gets over top of the defense, and Branson Turner just runs past them. Man, that was such a huge play. And we talked about earlier in the game about this is going to be a game of plays, singular plays, three or four key plays that are going to make or break the winner of this ball game. And that was definitely one of them. And now Stanfield is going to re-kick it, and he kicks it off. And this kick is fielded cleanly by Gabe Borders. Oh, good blocking out in front. He makes one man miss, gets past the 40, gets close to the 45-yard line for Macon County. So the Tigers will be set up in really good field position thanks to their do-it-all superstar, Gabe Borders. That's a tremendous athlete. Now, I expect that to kind of get him going. If you're making County's offense, you've got to get number seven the ball. You've got to get number seven rolling. Yes, you've had some success with brother Zach Borders there, number four, but you have to get your Mr. Football finalist into this ball game. He is a special player. 
7.47 remaining in the third quarter. First and 10 ball in their own 46. They're going to keep it with Gammon. Gammon isn't going to gain much. He's swallowed up immediately by number 53 on the defensive line, and he only gains about a yard. Yeah, two guys right there. That was, you know, Walter Kane. He stepped up big time as a sophomore this year. Had a huge uh, block right there on the return. Kind of knocked over a guy to pancake. But Walt Kane, you got Elijah Bullock, the defensive end, number 53. Those two guys were on that play for a minimal gain. Yeah, Elijah Bullock, the big senior defensive lineman, right up in Luke Gammon's grill to only gain a yard. So it's second and nine, seven minutes to go in the third quarter. Ball on their own 47-yard line. And there is a false start. That one was an obvious one on Macon County. Number zero kind of stepped into the line. And that's going to back up Macon County a little bit further, make it second and... Second and... Uh, 15, I want to say. Maybe second 17, whatever it is. That ball was on the near side of the hash marks towards us here at the press box. Crowd's getting kind of wild, getting a little loud. You know, some misconfusion. When you get tired, first thing that go is your brain, your mind. You wonder if number zero there is kind of hearing all that commotion. Just jumps off sides too soon. Second and 17, ball on their own 42-yard line. 6.40 to go in the third quarter. Gammon. Fakes the handoff to Zach, going to throw it out to number 20, who gets past the line of scrimmage and picks up a solid about five yards there, make a more manageable third down. Yeah, on a second and 15 roughly, looked like they're going to get seven or eight. So now you've got yourself close to, you know, third and doable, third and manageable here. So that's a huge pass play from Gammons in this offense from Macon County. Yeah, they are just past midfield, so it's actually going to be third and six from Upperman's 49-yard line. Six and a half minutes remaining in the third quarter after a nice pass from Luke Gammon. Let's see what he and the offense can do now. Into Upperman territory. And Gammon drops back to pass, gonna throw it, and he overshoots number 20. Looked like they were gonna run the exact same play again. This time, it was unsuccessful, and it's fourth down. Little, uh, they had two receivers there. Tried to do a little seven, eight yard, get to the you know line to gain. Comebacker just didn't look like the uh, the quarterback and receiver were on the same uh, wavelength there. Now there was a penalty here. What do you do? Do you want to take the penalty and move them back? It's going to be a third and five or you know third and ten or plus, or do you take the play and they're going to decline it and make it now fourth and five at the forty-nine. Fascinating. It was an illegal shift. Now six minutes, 25 seconds. Looks like Macon County is just going to punt this one away on a fourth and five. Now, we've not seen. I mentioned about your special teams early in this game. We've seen a field goal, but we haven't seen too many punts. So what you're concerned about here is a fake punt of some sort. You don't want anything, you know, wild to happen on special teams. Yeah, well, the last punt they did, Upperman ran into the punter, and that ended up working out beautifully for Macon County. Bees are probably going to try to avoid that. And, yeah, they do hold off this time. This and is a deep punt. Kind of off the side of his foot. So it's actually going to be out around the 30-yard line, and that's going to be decent field position. They gained about 20, 25 yards on that punt if you're making county. Yeah, that's not too bad. It, it was deep, but it was also deep out of bounds. So, unfortunately for the punter there. Yeah, we said special teams might be the difference because, again, you've got it's been raining, it's been wet. That's 
that's when things in high school go a little awry, when you get that special teams, that big busted play, that bad punt, that kickoff return, whatever it may be. And now Upperman has it first and 10 on their own 26-yard line. Six minutes, 17 seconds remaining in the uh, third quarter. Bronson Chaffinson's Carmine Phillips in motion, fakes the hand up to him, hands up to Polk right up the middle. He runs into several defenders right at around the 30-yard line, so that's a four-yard gain for Polk right there on their first carry of this drive. Felt like making County's line stood him up there two or three yards in, and then the D-backs and the uh, defensive uh, the linebackers gang tackled him right there. But he still got five yards, and that's been Ethan Polk this 2023 season. If it feels like it's a unsuccessful play, well, look here. He got five yards. Second and five, ball on the 31-yard line. Five minutes, 40 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Macon County shifts on their defensive line. Chaffin's going to throw pass. it out short on a quick pass. That's going to be a first down. It looked like he had Fitz there, the receiver, and he gets just past the line to gain. Yeah, that's Fitz. That's his 16th reception on the season, uh, probably eclipsing the 200-yard marker. That's a really quick timing play. As soon as that ball snapped, you see the quarterback rushing to get that ball out wide. It's almost like an extended run play is what they're trying to accomplish. Hey, yeah, it was a quick pass, basically a wide receiver screen, and then he just moved so fast it was hard to contain him. First and ten. First and ten on the 38-yard line of Upperman, approaching five minutes to go in this third quarter. And here they go. Chaffin, he's going to keep it, and he isn't going to gain much. Macon County takes him down in the backfield. That's going to be a loss of one or two for the Bees. And you wonder, again, that's a read pass option, the RPO. Again, your quarterback reads where he wants that ball to go. He's supposed to read that in. They've been kind of faking the end around, the wide play, to then give it to the running back up the middle or the quarterback keeper on the B gap or right next to the center. Right there you had, I think it was Cullum going from one side of the field to the other. If they get a few of these wide plays, that might extend this Macon County defense. Second and 12, four minutes, 20 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Chaffin hands it off to Polk. He's got a nice pull. He's got some good blockers, and he falls forward, gets close to the first down marker. He just kept moving. He's only going to be a couple yards shy on a third down. A tremendous, you know, individual effort right there. I mean, he, he was army crawling on his hands and knees, it felt like, out there. That was a great run to get back into third and manageable. So it's third and four with approaching four minutes to go in the third quarter. Now under four minutes as Upperman starts to set up all on their own 44-yard line. Only 16 minutes left in this ballgame. And right now, Upperman's up two scores. And you think if Macon County could have scored off of one of those times they fumbled, this would be at least one of those times. This would be a whole different game right now. Chaffin is going to keep it all the way. He's got a nice hole. There he goes. He's breaking free. Oh, a flag wow. on the play, but he's going 20, 15, 5, 10, 5, touchdown. Bronston Chaffin. There is a flag on the play. Wow. But he did take it all the way to the house. I've seen uh... – I'll give you this. I'm a baseball coach. The back judge just threw a flag 35 yards to the line of scrimmage. He was back 35 yards from the line of scrimmage, chucked a penalty flag, and it's called holding. You know, he probably sees that again. 
seven officials here. They've been in lanes they haven't typically seen. That's probably the furthest flag throw I've ever seen in high school football. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it must have been interesting. I mean, I, I, you know, everything was set up. I, I could see that being possible. An unfortunate holding penalty because uh, Chaffin had gotten past the line to gain. It, he had all this space. Kind of unnecessary to hold there. So Opperman kind of shooting themselves in the foot with a major penalty. Now, sometimes you take that. The reason the hole's so big is because someone is holding. So you mm -hmm. take that for granted. But you can also look at this and say, now you're on the 35-yard line. That was a 65-yard change of plays there from a touchdown to a now on the 35. As now it's third and 13. Chaffin going to fake the handoff. He's got a defender in his face, and he's sacked. Number five gets right through for Macon County. And what a fantastic sack that was. And maybe some extracurriculars after, but but that was a huge sack for Macon County. Yeah, they were, you know, again, you're, you know, Chaffin has had time to throw uh, this game. He, he's been able to sit back and kind of pick and choose and let Branson Turnbow and Cam Bush downfield. This time he didn't have that same uh, amount of time and got someone got into the backfield, sacked him there. And that's two negative plays, and that's a fourth and forever. So now they're on to punt, so a penalty really hurting Upperman here. The punt is away. It's deep. It's a good one. Backs up number 20, goes past him, and it's down at around the 20-yard line. So a great punt for Upperman, and now Macon County will have it on their own 20 with two minutes and 32 seconds remaining in the third quarter. And they really did. That was a great punt. That was a flipping the field. Ball's on the 35, so the punter's actually standing on the 20. He flies it all the way to about the 30, 35, and it was over the returner, return man's head. He decided not to try to catch it over his shoulder, and they gained another 10 yards. So that was a 60-yard net gain as far as net flipping the field. And so now Megan County's back in their territory. First and 10, ball in their own 20, and this stadium is rocking. Gammon is going to keep it himself. He's got blockers in front of him. The receiver is doing a great job blocking. He gets past the 25, flips forward, gets close to the 30. That's at least a seven-yard gain for Luke Gammon on the uh, first play of this drive. And Gammon's done well running the ball, doing a good job on those uh, wing tee where he's got options, right? He's got the fullback. He's got the tailback. He's got himself he can keep it to. So they're setting themselves up, having positive plays. Second and four with two minutes remaining in the third quarter. Ball on their own 26-yard line for the Macon County Tigers. Down 17-7. They need a big drive here to stay in this game. Luke Gammon is going to hand off to Zach Porters, who gets about a yard there. So it's going to be third and short. Third and about four, actually gets back to the line of scrimmage. So it's third and four with a minute 35 remaining in this Upperman did a good job to stay in their lanes on the ends, the defensive backs. And that's what allowed that to have a, a non-gain or a minimal gain there to make it third and second. Call, uh, Rollins and Cam Bush on that side. Walt Kane, three guys uh, were around the ball. Third and two. This is a chance for a big defensive stand or to keep the offense moving. 
Gammon back to pass, short pass, throws it right at the sticks, and it is caught, and the receiver is suplexed down by the Oberman defender. That is an illegal tackle, so that is going to be a penalty on the Bees. And that's going to be 15 more yards. It was a quick route, you know, five yards to turn around, get to the you know line to gain, good timing on the play, good catch. He's trying to stop him from getting upfield, gets behind him, and kind of like the old Hulk Hogan back in 1987 with the Warrior just tries to pin him backwards over his shoulder. But that, that's going to be something. It's a safety play for Tito Estabelay. They're not going to allow that to happen. Yeah, that's just uh, it, it, it's un, it's unfortunate. But that, that rule is in place for a reason. Uh, obviously, you don't want guys landing on their necks, landing on their heads the wrong way. So, uh Good that that rule is in place to protect players, and unfortunately for Upperman, it is going to hurt them here. It's going to add on. I mean, it was going to be a first down anyways, and a so personal foul is going to back them up, give Macon County a, a huge yardage. And we're seeing more mistakes in this game uh, than two well-oiled teams here. We, we, we thought it would be more just run, be hard-nosed, you know, Making County letting guys get behind them on big pass play. Upperman running into kickers right there, you know, giving them 15 more yeah. yards. You've got fumbles left and right. You've got, you know, yardage penalties that are killing both teams. And so that just tells you the competitive level level of play going on. They're trying anything and everything to gain yards and keep the ball here. As the third quarter is winding down, it's first and 10 on their own 48-yard line for Macon County. Gammon. Fakes the hand wide the open. Borders, throws it downfield to number 20. He's got it on a huge gain. It's caught. He's still moving downfield. He gets past the 10-yard line. My goodness. There is a flag way back at around the line of scrimmage. So oh, wow. we will see what this is. But it, depending on what this is, if it's against Macon County, which it likely is, that will wipe out a massive gain. But Macon County believes it's on Upperman. And it looks like it is based on the discussion. And so, you know, that's a play right there we've seen uh, earlier, right before the second half. Borders got behind the uh, the defensive Upperman. That, that's what happens when you run that wing tee offense and you're up the middle, you're wide, you're rushed, you're this. And then all of a sudden that bite, that play fake, allows that receiver just to blow past the defensive backs and allows for a wide open Pass play downfield. Yeah, that was that was Flowers, Braden Flowers, that made that huge catch there. Um, he was also the one that caught the ball to move the chains earlier on this drive. That also got suplexed for a huge penalty. So Flowers has now come up with two massive plays. That one, the biggest one yet, and the ball is going to be down. I believe at around the five-yard line. I mean, Flowers just kept moving. Um, and so well, that's going to be first and goal. First and goal with only 39 seconds to go in this third quarter. This is the first time Macon County has been in the red zone. But their score earlier came from a outside 25-yard line. Uh, they got to the red zone momentarily before the ball came out on a fumble. So let's see how Upperman's defensive goal line stand is and Macon County's red zone offense match up. First and goal from the three-yard line. Macon County needs this one to stay in this game here. Down 17-7 as the third quarter only has 39 seconds left. 
Big time playoff football game in this rivalry, this intense rivalry between Macon County and Upperman. Winner goes on, loser's season is done. Tigers lining up, so are the Bees. Tigers in their wing tee. Bees in a goal line stand formation. Going to hand off to Gabe Borders, and there isn't much there as he swallowed up at the line of scrimmage. Ball getting held up there, both defensive, offensive line meeting each other, minimal gain. The third quarter winding down. There's only 10 seconds left in this third, so I'm not sure if Macon County is going to get another playoff. That's going to be the last play of the third quarter. Yep. This is the end of the third quarter. We've got an intense one, so don't go anywhere. It's going to be second and goal from the four-yard line when we come back. Macon County, seven, and Upperman, 17. Hi, this is Marvin Long, your local Twin Lakes Business Solutions Consultant. The holidays are an especially busy time for many businesses, and that makes fast and reliable internet more important than ever. With Twin Lakes, your business can have broadband speeds up to 10 gig. That's 10,000 megabits per second. And we can customize solutions for voice, video conferencing, and more, making your busiest time your best time. Give me a call at 931-476-2151 to learn more or visit TwinLakes.net. It's game time. Is a sports injury holding you back? Tier 1 Orthopedics and Neurosurgical Institute provides state-of-the-art care close to home. Board-certified sports medicine physicians to get you back in action. Don't let that shoulder or knee injury keep you on the sidelines. Tier 1 will find and correct the source of your pain, getting you back to the field, court, or golf course. Stop the game and make the call. 526-9518. Tier 1 Orthopedics. Tier 1 Urgent Care. Visit T1Institute.com. Here we are on the Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. I'm Devin Hoke here with Coach Wes Shanks and Coach this game at the start of the fourth quarter has absolutely lived up to the hype. Bees are up 17-7, to but the Tigers are on second and goal from the four-yard line. That's what you expect from two teams, two of the top teams in the state of Tennessee, Class 4A. Upperman been number two all year, making Galloway up to number six. And here they go, trying to rush forward, and there's nothing there. A wall of bees stopping Luke Gammon. And so it's going to be third and goal from around the four or five yard line. So just nothing there. Gammon tried to surprise the Bees' defense, and he was completely swallowed up and thrown down. Here's a a score of interest, 28-17 Greenville final. So the winner of this game will travel to Greenville, Tennessee to play next Friday night. And that'll be a fantastic game, too. It'll be the semifinals. Both these teams still in it. Third and goal from the three. And there's a flag on the play. Delay of game. Uh, They took a long time to get the play in from the head coach. So now it'll be third and goal from the eight. And plays like that, when you have a loss of yardage and then you got a bunch of guys tackling him, your quarterback's a little frustrated, walks back to the line, you've got several guys that kind of have no sense of urgency getting back to the huddle, and that kind of delays everything, getting the, the play call in. And so they either 
a flag came out or they were going to give them a timeout called. And it looks like they decided that uh, they're going to give them a timeout. Looks like uh, one of the sideline officials must have received a word from those guys before the back judge, who is the one that calls the delay of game. And that's a smart timeout by the uh, Macon County head coach there because. Um, yeah, it's a, from Kyle Shoulders, it's a must-call yeah. timeout. you got three yards to go to get into the end zone here. You've got two downs to do so. You're down ten points. You have to call that timeout. Unfortunately, you have to call that timeout. you got three and a half. Let's see what they do with it. Do they stick with it, try to get Gabe Borders in the end zone like they did two plays ago up the middle, or do they get a little more dynamic, throw a ball over the top a little bit to a little tight end, or do they go wide with the end around? They've got options. If they don't get this, are you thinking Macon County kicks a field goal? Well, I guess we'll wait to see what happens. But that's no, that's what that, I promise you. That's a good point because Coach Kyle Shoulders and staff are thinking of that. They take this play into account for whatever the goal is going to do on fourth and one, maybe. And so, 11 minutes, nine seconds remaining in the fourth. Three receivers. Gammon gets the ball. Fakes a couple passes, throws it down the middle. It's a touchdown. Wide open, number 15 there, Matthew Wheelie for the score. So that was a double fake pass. You had three receivers set, one far, two on the near side. He faked a receiver screen to the left, turned around and had the entire line, everybody pulling to the right-hand side. Turns and looks to the right-hand side, does a pump fake there all the time. The, the, the tight end slips up the middle of the field for a wide-open touchdown. And the confetti is flying over on the visitor's side as Macon County kicks the extra point, and we've got ourselves one heck of a ball game here, 11 minutes and five seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. It is Macon County 14 and Upperman 17. Ready for the unexpected. The pros at Cookville Regionals Urgent Care. The uh-ohs and oh-nos can happen any time of the day. Cookville Regional Medical Center understands this. That's why they've expanded their urgent care hours. Now serving you 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Monday through Sunday. They even offer imaging services so you can bypass the ER. 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Seven days a week. Cookville Regional Medical Center. Ready for the unexpected. It's the way we care. Macon County with the drive that they needed to stay in this game. 11 minutes, 5 seconds remaining in the game. That's tons of time as the Macon County Tigers get ready to kick this ball off back to Upperman, only down 17-14. And the Tigers lining up for the kickoff. And it is away. And it is fielded by Branson Turnbow at around the 15. He's got some blockers. He's trying to pick up some space. He's running backwards, and he's taken down right at around the 15-yard line. Mistake right there by Branson Turnbow. Rolls over, tries to get that ball on the you know, 20 to 15-yard line before it gets out of bounds. Instead of letting that ball go out of bounds, mm-hmm. has to run around, tries to make plays, tries to make some guys miss. Does, but still now they're going to start inside the 20 instead of getting that ball at the 35, had that ball continue to go out of bounds. I was going to say, Macon County's touchdown uh, to Matthew Wheelie, that was such a beautiful, beautiful design, a double fake pass. All Had all this action moving around in the backfield, 
And, of course, Wheelie's wide open in the end zone. And that's and, something your upperman coaches probably have not seen on film. I mean, a great setup. They probably worked on that all year. And they made it, played it at the right time. And now Chaffin gets the ball moving forward, takes a hit, and still picks up a really good gain of about seven yards. So making County gain some momentum. Good drive. They've, you know, they've stopped Upperman on the previous drive. Now Upperman almost killed themselves with the penalties. How can the Bees respond? You know, they've taken some hits here. If there's 10 minutes and 32 seconds to go in this ball game, they put together a six, seven-minute drive, put some points on the board. It's going to be very hard for a Macon County Tiger team to, to match that. So they've got a big opportunity here. Second and three, ball on their own, 23 for the Bees. Chaffin, high snap, hands it off to Polk. Polk trying to move through. Polk looks like he gets the first down. And then some extracurriculars. That's going to be a flag on Upperman's offense. The lineman threw down number 56 on Macon County. At least that's what I saw. That's when the flags came out. If they decide to pick this up, this will be a first down for Upperman. Well, here's what's going to happen. They're going to call a, a first down on the play. Dead ball, personal foul after the play, and so it's going to back them up 15 yards. Ooh. So they did accomplish the first down. They do get a new set of downs, but they will be backed up 15 more yards, which is going to put them in on the 15. And Upperman's had a few crushing penalties in this game. Uh, you know, they, their penalties have led to a Macon County touchdown, um, you know, and earlier in the game. And these penalties starting to rack up, but it is first and 10 from their own 15-yard line. Now the Macon County side starting to get loud on the visitor's side. Yeah, they're, again, emotions are going to be high. We knew this game coming into it from week three had some emotions. you got to be able to keep those in check. Ten minutes to go in the game. Chaffin throws it out short. Nice move by Carmine Phillips, who gets taken down out of bounds out around the 25-yard line. So that is going to most definitely move the chains. Now, I'm not sure what is happening here. I'm pretty sure that is a first down. Or no, it's going to be second and one. Excuse me, didn't quite... Didn't quite get the first down. I thought for sure he was past the 25, but they're marking him down at the 24-yard line. You know, these are these are intense ball games. These are playoff-bound ball games. These officials have to be on point. There's an extra official on each sideline tonight, and I promise you each coach is pleading in their team's favor, but these officials have to be on point, especially now getting into the fourth quarter. Second and one, nine minutes, 40 seconds remaining. Chaffin going to hand off to Paul. Quick handoff, spins, dives forward, first down. All he needed was one. He got that, you know, relatively easily. Well, I wouldn't know if it's easily. I mean, he got hit in the backfield, making some spins, but he just makes it look so easy. Mm -hmm. Tremendous play by Ethan Pog. Done it all year long and doing it more this game. Right now, got a quiet 60-plus yards on the ground. And so now it is first and 10 on their own 27-yard line. Upperman, despite the huge penalty, still moving the chains. Nine minutes and 10 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. Bronston Chaffin going to keep it all the way. And he gets met at the 30-yard line. So that's going to be a three-yard gain for Chaffin, make it second and seven with nine minutes to go. I'm seeing a lot of high school football players here getting a little sluggish, a little slow. This has been a very physical ball game in the trenches. They've been back and forth at it. 
It's just kind of put your head down and run through guys now. Less shiftiness, less movement laterally. These guys have been at it all night. So which team is going to be able to fight through that and come away? Second and six, ball on their own 31-yard line. Eight and a half minutes remaining. Chaffin is going to hand off to Polk, who's got some movement, gets close to the 35. And so a very solid game there, and it's going to be third and short. Upperman gets the ball with 11 minutes to go in this fourth quarter. They're coming on the three-minute mark of their drive, even with a 15-yard penalty. So they've already got about nine plays on this drive, been effective. They get another three yards here, you know, get another first downs. That's a continued effective uh, drive for this Upperman B's offense. Just under eight minutes to go in this fourth quarter. Third and three on their own 34. Chaffin keeping it all the way. Chaffin's got some space. He powers his way to the 40. So he gets double what he needed and keeps this Upperman offensive drive moving. Big hit by Bronson Chaffin. Goes around the end, finds a little bit of a gap, looks for number 10, the D-back for, uh, for Macon County, and hits him hard, gets the first down, comes up, pumps his chest. Big, exciting play right there for if you're an Upperman B offense fan. And now it's first and 10 on their own 40-yard line for the Bees. Seven minutes, 20 seconds remaining in the ball game. Chaffin's got Polk next to him in the backfield. Branson Turnbow on the near side. They hand off to Polk. He leaps over a defender, and he gets down just past the 45-yard line. And you can see what's happening there, these defensive fronts. They're losing. They're they're so wore down, they're kind of going for these chop blocks. They're going low to try to get these guys at their ankles. Uh, They're easier to tackle that way. So they're falling down. Ethan Polk tries to go over the top. Leaps a man, just loses his balance as he's gaining another five, six yards. Otherwise, he might have split the gap for six. And it's second and four on the 46-yard line for the Bees, approaching six and a half minutes remaining in the game. Chaffin hands off to Polk. He's moving through the holes now. He's close to the midfield line. Not quite a first down, but it's going to be third and one to go on the 49-yard line of Upperman. Those are two tremendously effective plays. Just handoffs to 21 Polk. They got six yards, they got four yards, and they're about third and a half to go. You get another half yard here. You extend the play. You get you extend the amount of time of possession. Very successful drive for Upper Bees as of now. Six minutes to go in the ball game. Third and one. And oh, Macon County wow. goes across, and that's going to be an automatic first down for the Bees. That's uh. There was encroachment on the defense, offsides on the defense. Now, what was kind of funny, you were about to hear the entire city of Baxter let one referee have it because the far side official threw a flag, the near side official reached for a flag, and then did not throw it. So they got the right call. That was a big play. Now it's a first down. Clock is still running. And now you're kind of looking at the clock more, uh, more repeatedly than you have all game. As long as Bacon County can hold him to at least a field goal, it would still be a one-score game, but the clock is a major factor. Five and a half minutes remaining as Chaffin gets the ball, going upfield, and he's going to gain another four, maybe even five yards on that carry as he goes right up the middle. This right now is indicative of an Adam Kane coached offense. We're going to run the ball. We're going to be physical. In the fourth quarter, we're going to hold on to the ball. We're going to try to make you stop us. We get ahead. 
and we're going to be the Giants. We're going to make you make plays against us. And so right now, if you're sitting in the upperman stands, you're a lot more comfortable than if you're in the Macon County Tigers stands. Five minutes remaining in the football game. It's crunch time now. Second and seven to go for the Upperman Bees on their own 48. They hand it off to Paul. Looking for some space. Doesn't have much. Macon County's defense there maybe picks up a yard, so it's going to be third and six under five minutes to go. Gave Paul a little break right there. First time we've seen Rollins carry the ball uh, since the uh, first half. Trying to shake it up a little bit again. The, the reason why Upperman is so good is their team depth. They've got guys that can carry the ball. They've got talent all over this field. Excuse me, you're right. Yeah, it was Rollins who has that huge touchdown from earlier, so he is a dangerous runner as well. But third and six, four minutes, 20 seconds remaining Big in the ball down. game. Chaffin hands off to Polk, and not quite going to get there. Macon County stands tall, and the Bees have a fourth down decision to make. I wouldn't uh, be shocked here if we see the time run down on this play and Coach Adam Kane call a timeout to discuss with his coaching staff if we want to go for it on fourth and three, fourth and four, or if we want to be safe and punt this thing down and force Macon County's offense to drive the length of the field. Well, I, I, me personally, I'd rather go safe here, but it is a playoff game. Might be feeling like... Just go get it. You may try to draw somebody off sides. You may try to force Macon County to call a timeout. Upperman is staying on the field, fourth and three. And looks like Coach Kane is calling a timeout. And, yes, he is. So Coach Adam Kane calls a timeout, three minutes, 32 seconds left. Fourth and three, ball on Macon County's 39-yard line. And you got they have run out seven minutes and 30 seconds on this drive with a 15-yard penalty. So that's been a successful drive. They still got 40 yards to go. They somehow, some way, find a way to get four yards and extend this play. There would be a lot of happy fans and some excited players and coaches because there's only two timeouts left for Macon County. Upperman still got two timeouts. But this is a the biggest decision of the ball game. Do you go for it? Do you trust your offense to gain four yards against the region's number two team, the number six team in the state, or do you want to let your defense, who has also been successful all season, and challenge them to stop one of the best offenses in the state, best players in the state, to maybe a 80 or 90 yard drive for potential to win the ball game? And it looks like the Upperman Bees are sending their offense back out there, so this could be it. This is, right now, the biggest play in the ball game. Fourth and three. Three minutes, 32 seconds remaining in the ball game. Ooh, this is making me nervous. <laughs> and now it looks like a timeout is called on the Macon County sideline, so the Tigers want to talk about this. It's making me nervous. I'm sure it's making you nervous. It's making both those coaches nervous. It's making the fans nervous. Man, this is everything is on the line right here. Again, there's three minutes and 32 seconds left before there's one of these teams that season is over. And this is what I was looking forward to, an exciting, epic playoff football game here. We've had that so far. Even when it seems like Upperman's got the upper hand, Macon County fights back, they counterpunch, and we've seen just two elite teams going at it, two elite defenses especially. And here's why this is so critical, because now Macon County has burned a timeout, Upperman's burned a timeout. If Macon County does stop them, 
They've got three plus minutes, three minutes, 30 seconds, but with only one timeout. They're a run-heavy offense. They've shown some signs they can pass the ball, but they're losing some timeouts. They have not scored very quickly all game. So that's something that to be considered of if you're Coach Shoulders. Same thing with Coach Adam Kane. Here they go. but Everybody is on their feet for a fourth and three. Chaffin sends Turnbow in motion. Bronson Chaffin hands off to Polk. Polk gets through. Big first, first down. down as he gets close Woo. to the 30-yard line. Wow. And Ethan Polk might have just made the play of the season, including the Upperman offensive line might have just made the play of the season. Listen to this crowd go. I mean, again, was that a vanilla play call? Absolutely. But that's the play that's indicative of this team. Give it to Ethan Polk off the end. Cuts up field for seven yards. He only needed six. First down, three minutes to go in this ball game with only one timeout. you got probably six plays left in this game. First and ten with three minutes to go. Ball on Macon County's 31-yard line. And you just think if you're the Tigers, you know, those two fumbles, keep in mind they could have had a field goal to tie this game at halftime. They're down by a field goal right now. So plays like that were all the difference as Bronson Chaffin runs and is stood up and now, taken down. Now. You can be complacent here. That tends to happen and just try to hold on to the ball. That's one thing you have to do. You, they're going to be reaching. They're going to be pulling. They're going to be punching at that ball for that fumble. You have to hold up ball security. You also have to still run aggressively because there's a chance they can break a run. You get another first down, this ball game is over. And it's under two and a half minutes now. We'll get close to two minutes remaining in the ball game when they snap it. Second and nine. For the Bees on uh, on Macon County's 30. Play clock winding down. Chaffin hands it to Polk, who goes straight ahead. Polk still running. Polk gets down to around wow. the 20-yard line. There that is again. could be the ball game right there. Ethan Polk. Ethan Polk. If you're listening here to us, wow. that His play, he's got his... He's tried to hurdle the line. He's gone through the line. He's gone around the line. Gets through that first line of defense there. Loses his balance. Puts his hand on the ground. It allows him to gain three or four more yards, which was another first down, and that's probably going to put this team potentially into victory formation. Ethan Polk has been absolutely incredible in the second half all season long. Now a minute and a half remaining. Chaffin's going to keep it. Chaffin looking for blockers. Chaffin not going to gain much as he's swarmed by a whole lot of Tigers and is taken down. After about a yard or two. Again, you get your two dogs here. Let's talk. You know, Coach Kane talks about dogs. Bronson Chaffin has 136 carries for 900 yards on the season rushing. Ethan Polk has 190 carries for 1,300 yards. You can go ahead and tack on another 80, 90 yards. He's had seven. Ethan Polk has had seven 100-yard games. He's got 13 touchdowns. His name probably could have been mentioned in Mr. Football like, uh, like as – uh, with Gabe Borders as well. There's a lot of talent in this district. And so 50 seconds remaining, second and nine. Chaffin hands off to Polk, who goes forward and slammed down, gets another solid gain, close to the 15-yard line. And it looks like Macon County is going to use that last timeout, but there's only 40 seconds left, and it'll be a third down. Third and six. So I don't believe there's any way Macon County can get this ball back because 
Upperman, if I'm not mistaken, they can snap the ball on a third down, try to run this clock down, and then snap the ball on fourth down and take well, a knee. So let's talk about that because you know uh, Coach Adam Kane and their offensive coaches are talking about the same thing. All right, if we snap this ball, we get 25 seconds, uh, you know, five seconds on the play, you get 25 more seconds off that. There's going to be 10 seconds remaining no matter what probably if you don't get the first down. So there is going to be 10 seconds left, and they have something to figure out to do. They go ahead and get the first down. They can just start jumping up and down and saying, hey, we're going to Greenville next week. Mm -hmm. But we have seen crazy things happen before. This is high school football, and you can't – it's not over till the fat lady sings, right? Mm -hmm. That is absolutely correct. 40 seconds left, third and six on Macon County's 16-yard line. And so, hey, you never know. Upperman could try to surprise him and throw it to the end zone. I doubt it, obviously. But it looks like they're getting in victory formation. Chaffin gets the ball, takes a knee. That'll bring up fourth down. The All right. clock is starting to wind down. 30 seconds remaining in the game. And so that's not. So that's going to take it down because there's a 40-second game clock. And, or, excuse me, a 40-second yeah, game clock left. And so that's going to leave the final time underneath that. They're celebrating at midfield. Wow, what a game. Yeah, this game is over here because there's no time left for Macon County. Kane is getting dumped in ice. And the team is celebrating here quite a bit. And that is the end of this game. Tremendous game. I mean, like you said all night, this game has lived up to the hype. They're celebrating on the view. They're midfield. You've got the black and the gold. You've got the cowbells, the fans. Everybody's excited. The coach is getting Gatorade dumped. Man, what a tremendous finale here in Baxter, Tennessee. Now they get to move on to Final Four to face a, a like opponent that's number four in the state with Greenville. Man, what a great finish. Fantastic, and Upperman will improve to 13-0, and Macon County will finish the year 11-2. What a season, and those only two losses to Upperman, both by one score. This was a fantastic game here on your Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. I'm Devin Hoke here with Coach Wes Shanks. The final has just occurred here at Billy C. Rogers Stadium. It is Macon County 14 and Upperman 17. This is the UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. When you're looking for help getting after your goals, it's good to have someone to block and tackle for you. Folks around here have counted the UC on one Sports Bank Nation of Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Tonight's action, sponsored by Twin Lakes. Broadband, TV, phone, security, the Upper Cumberland's Twin Lakes. Gentry's Power Equipment, your hometown Exmark dealer. Sales, service, the mower to get the work done. And by Zach the Car Guy. Broad Street, Cookville. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve from Zach the Car Guy. 
For a while, your grass isn't growing, but you know one thing, that will not last. Soon, mowing season will return, and Gentry's Power Equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment so the blades are sharp, the engine's tweaked, and things will run smoothly all through 24. Maybe it's time for a new Xmark mower. Right now, Gentry's is offering up to $500 in instant rebates on select models, 0% for 54 months on select models. Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road, Cookville. Practice here, game day there, you never have any time. So stop at the place that's always on time. On the way, a crispy, salty snack, ice cold drinks to cool off after practice. Get your team and your ride fueled at On the Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On the Way. Get snacks, fill up the mom taxi at On the Way, 859 West Jackson, across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On the Way. Always on time for your team. Hi, this is James Green, your local Twin Lakes Security Sales Consultant. As you're out and about this holiday season with Twin Lakes Security, you can have peace of mind knowing your security is always doing its job. From controlling your lights and arming your system, checking on holiday deliveries from anywhere on your outdoor cameras, Twin Lakes Security continues the magic of the season by making your home the smartest and safest on the block. Give us a call at 931-528-2005 or visit us at TwinLakes.net. TN certain number C-00. What's in your heart? Providing kids a chance to learn and grow. Helping an Upper Cumberland Fire Department protect your home. Keeping our history alive. Just a few cents every month from your heart to the heart of our community. UCEMC Cares. From Upper Cumberland Electric Membership. Sign up to be a UCEMC Cares partner. And every month your electric bill gets rounded up to the nearest dollar. And those extra few cents help fund local programs of the heart across the Upper Cumberland. What's in your heart? The Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7 sees the Upperman Bees stand with a record now of 13-0 as they defeat the Macon County Tigers 17-14. The Tigers now finish the year 11-2. Those only two losses were one-score losses to the Upperman Bees. All right, let's get into the uh, scoring of the second half here. This was such an exciting game here, and it was an exciting finish all the way down the stretch. Uh, and, and one of the best plays of the season I've seen, a 52-yard touchdown pass between Bronson Chaffin and Branson Turnbow. Coming out of halftime, Upperman was only up 10-7, to and you know they had sold out some bad penalties, but Chaffin drops back to pass on a third and very long and finds Turnbow, beautiful over-the-shoulder play, 52 yards down the field, touchdown, Stanfield kicks the extra point, and then it was 17-7, Upperman Bees. But the Macon County Tigers would respond. They wouldn't go away quietly. They get the ball. They drive down the field. They make it uh, down to close to the goal line right at the end of the third quarter. So they start the fourth quarter off, and immediately it's a beautiful, one of the most beautiful play designs I've seen all season from any team. Luke Gammon does a double fake pass. Fake, dub fakes it towards one player, 
fakes a pass towards Borders in the backfield. All this action going on in the backfield, and he happens to find Matthew Wheelie, a tight end on a three-yard touchdown pass right up the middle, and then Gammon kicks the extra point to make it 17-14. to However, that would be the final score of the ball game as Upperman would get the ball back with around eight, uh, eight to nine minutes left in this one. And they continue to just run the clock down. They have a fantastic drive. Uh, and it was mostly Ethan Polk that just kept running strong, finishing this one off. Chaffin and Polk running. They ran out the clock. And that was the end of this one. And the Upperman Bees are moving on to the next round to take on Greenville. They'll have to travel on the road in the semifinals, whereas the Tigers, their season is over. And now let's take a look at the final look at the stats from one bank. Coach, what have we got that looks interesting here? Stats around. we got some stats. Yeah, we got some uh, keys, key stats here to take a look at. Um, All right, let's look at our, you know, Macon County had 12 first downs this game. Upperman had 16. Uh, Macon County, a ground-heavy game, had 28 rushes for 126 yards. Upperman bested that with 37 rushes and 175 yards. Macon County in the, in the air, 8 for 86. Upperman, 6 for 112. That's averaging 20 yards per pass play, so big-time play through the air for Upperman. Your uh, completions, Macon County did not drop a pass. Eight for eight. Upperman, six for eight, so very efficient. Both teams through the air. Uh, again, one one passing play, one passing touchdown in the air for Macon, one also for Upperman. Biggest was in the first half. Macon had two fumbles lost. Penalties racked up in the third and fourth quarter for both teams, six for 52 yards in Macon County, seven for 115 yards for Upperman. That could have been something that could have cost them this ball game. They did a good job to overcome that. The third down conversion, six for nine, Macon, five for 12, your Upperman. Fourth down conversions, Macon kept themselves in the ball game with two for two conversions. Upperman was one for five. One field goal made from Upperman and one sack for Upperman. And your rushing leaders, Borders, uh, Zach Borders was four, excuse me, three for 57 yards. Branson Turnbow, one for 52 yards and a touchdown. Those are receiving leaders. Uh, rushing leaders, Borders, 11 for 70 yards, one touchdown. Ethan Pock, 18 rushes for 94 yards. Bronson Chaffin, 15 for 32 yards. So those two guys right there, Ethan Pock, like I said, a very quiet 94 rushing yards. Uh, and then, like we already said, the receiving stats. That The biggest play of that game came after following a Macon County score that put the game within three. They had 11 minutes and five seconds remaining in the contest. Upperman and the Upperman offense did not give that ball away. It was a 11-minute and five-second drive to end this ballgame. That's almost an entire fourth quarter. That was the drive of the season, maybe the drive of the decade for Upperman High School. That was absolutely incredible, and that – basically ended this one and and again I just think back to some of those big moments where again the first half I like I think this game was a three-point score and late in the first half beautiful pass to Gabe Borders was tackled by a couple of defenders 
and fumbled the ball. And if he didn't fumble it, they would have had it on a round inside the 10 with four seconds left, could have had an easy field goal. And this game came down to three points. So turnovers, penalties, special teams, it all comes together in this one. But that's a look at the numbers, the final numbers presented by One Bank. Every team loves to win, and the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your newer pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston, Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. Making improvements for your home team? Don't force a delay in gameplay. Call before you dig. Know what's below. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas urges you to call 811 at least three business days before your home project to have your gas lines marked. Even landscaping or fencing can cause damage. Remember, no one wants a penalty. Call 811 before you dig to avoid damage or injury to you or someone else. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Fueling the Upper Cumberland. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Numbers are for game stats and scores, not people. If you'd rather do business with a neighbor who knows you than a big bank from who knows where, but you still want technology, convenience, and know-how at your fingertips, then One Bank of Tennessee is the one bank for you. Their mobile banking lets you transfer funds, pay bills, make deposits, and more right from your device. So you can bank safely at home, in the stands, or wherever life takes you. Download the One Bank TN mobile app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender in every game every quarter every play teamwork makes the dream work team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true the home you've always wanted the backyard for practice and fun the property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals it only takes one meeting to see why the property company is different teamwork to make your dream work See the difference. The Property Company, proud supporters of our local athletes. The holidays are a great time for family and friends to gather and enjoy each other's company. Let's face it, with more people in the home, that also means more devices. More devices mean more demand for your internet bandwidth. With Twin Lakes Fiber Network, your broadband will have the capability it needs to keep up with all of your family needs. No buffering, no lag time, and no missed Black Friday deals. Prepare for the holidays and give Twin Lakes a call at 800-644-8582 to sign up for fast and reliable broadband today. Weekend projects cost less with Stover's on your team. Outside repairs, a new look, plumbing and electrical work, a decorative redo. Get to work this weekend at Stover's. And save a lot. Stover's delivers big box selection. Without those big box prices. Like working on the new landscape feature out back. Stover's has beautiful textures and looks, just what you imagined. And the price is dirt cheap. Whole skids for just $2.49 and you won't believe the selection. Stover's new appliance center features everything from scratch and dents to gorgeous high-end appliances like you see on those tv shows and the price starts at 30 percent off truckloads arrive every week so the selection is amazing stover's has new flooring for every room gorgeous porcelain tile click and lock flooring beautiful hardwood style and quality you've got a weekend project to do and stover's can help you get it done for less stover's west broad street cookville great selection even greater savings At Shelter Insurance, we believe insurance should adjust to fit your needs. 
That's why we work with you to design an auto, home, and life insurance plan that's particular to you. Insurance that fits just right. And Shelter is known for our award-winning customer service. Satisfied customers and a plan for you. Ready to check us out? Shelter Insurance. We're your shield. We're your shelter. See Tony Smith, your local shelter agent, for a free personal protection review. Call Tony Smith. For a while, your grass isn't growing. The lawn doesn't need cutting. But you know one thing. That will not last. Soon, mowing season will return, and Gentry's Power Equipment is ready to service your lawn equipment so the blades are sharp, the engine's tweaked, and things will run smoothly all through 24. Maybe it's time for a new Xmark mower. A zero-turn mower from Xmark can save you a whole lot of green and a whole lot of pain next cutting season. Right now, Gentry's is offering up to $500 in instant rebates on select models, 0% for 54 months on select models. Xmark's deliver legendary durability, all-day comfort, and unmatched cut quality. That's why landscape pros trust Xmark 2 to 1 over the next best-selling brand. Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road, Cookville. Because your grass is getting ready right now to grow again. Be ready with your mower and outdoor tools serviced. Or your new Xmark primed and ready for the season. Here in Baxter, Tennessee, one last time for you guys. Just a reminder, Upperman won this game over Macon County 17-14. to This was an epic, epic ball game between two incredible schools and two intense rivals here in the Upper Cumberland. Uh, so Upperman is now 13-0. They advanced. They're going to go on the road and play Greenville, the first score we'll talk about here in just a second. And Macon County, they finished their season 11-2, and a tremendous season. The only two losses are to Upperman High School, two one-score losses. But now we're going to look elsewhere around the UC Sports Nation on the Frontier Chevrolet UC Sports Nation scoreboard. And we'll see what else is going on here in these big-time playoff games. Well, let's go to our single-A foes, uh, you know, across the county, Gordonsville High School. Seven, South Pittsburgh, which undefeated, 48. So Gordonsville going to end their season tonight in South Pittsburgh. In 2A, Smith County 12, East Robertson 49. The only loss East Robertson had was to Smith County early in the season. They revenged that to get to the uh, final four. They will, uh, excuse me, East Robertson will face a York Institute team, his 13-0, who won tonight from 56-13 to 13 at Hampton. In the 4A uh, competition here with Upperman High School in Macon County, Greenville wins 28-17 to 17 over Anderson County, and Upperman with 17 over Macon County, 14. Upperman will travel next Friday to Greenville to play at 7 p.m., Eastern time. We go into some other scores in 4A. The current score for the other semifinal game, Marshall County 21 and Pearl Cone, number one team in the state, 4A, 34. So they're up two scores with 12 to play in the fourth quarter. And on into uh, another score round, Oakland 
dominates Riverdale 56 to nothing. Uh, Riverdale came away with a one seed, I believe, in that region. Uh, Oakland revenges that. And that's most of the uh, number one team in the state, all classifications. Bradley Central 35 over Bearden, a 6A school with a lot of talent. And that seems to be a lot of the scores that Upper Cumberland region will face. Yeah, just uh, just a lot of fascinating scores from around the state. A lot of great football being played uh, around the state. Just one last time, let's kind of dive in. Um, you know what, for the last time, Coach, what do you think was the major turning point in this game that ultimately led to the Bees coming away victorious? Man, we thought about two or three plays would make or break this game. It was about five or six. You know, like we said, the first fumble in the first quarter, which allowed Upperman to get that, take the ball down to score seven. Then you got the same thing with the running into the uh, punter as a 15-yard penalty, which extended a drive for Macon County, which they got seven. So that's how the first half kind of went with, again, Macon County over the top, has a ball on the five-yard line. The play continues. They strip it and get the ball before the time runs out in the half. So that was the first half. Second half, Macon County comes right back out, and they're being very aggressive. Uh, Zach Borders uh, was more effective than Gabe Borders, and that's got to be a testament to Upperman's defense. Uh, they come down and had a tremendous drive that down 10 allowed for that big play, the pass play uh, to the tight end, Wheelie, which got the game within three with 11 minutes and five seconds to go in the fourth quarter. That would be the last time Macon County touched the ball. 11-minute, 11-minute, five-second drive to go into the semifinals is absolutely tremendous not only for the team, but that offensive line, that quarterback, that running back, and your uh, offensive staff. Think about that. All you have to do is hold on to the ball for 11 minutes. 11 minutes, and that was how they move on to the semifinals. So those were some of the key plays that just uh, took this B's team over the Tigers. I've been so impressed by Upperman's offensive line all season. I feel like I uh, don't get mentioned quite enough, but they have been – Really, really, really good. Obviously, Polk and Chaffin and Rollins all running well, but that O-line, man, they they made some really nice plays in this game. And uh, so, stop by Frontier Chevy Highway 111 between Cookville and Livingston when your team is ready for a new or pre-owned vehicle. And also remember that a full recap of all the action and interviews and with the coaches is going to be tomorrow morning at 9, the high, sp- the high school playbook uh, on the rock, 93.7. That will just about do it for me, Devin Hoke, with Coach Wes Shanks here in Baxter, Tennessee. I decided to come back to one more game with you, Coach, for the season here because this one was too good to pass up here. It lived up to the hype. It was absolutely incredible. It's been a fun season, and I'm excited to see how things shake out in the semifinals. But that's going to do it for us here tonight in lovely Baxter, Tennessee, here on Sports Radio 104.7, the Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week. For the last time, it was Macon County 14 and Upperman 17. Go Bees.